Hi, welcome to the show. Welcome back to Westworld FM. My name is Matt Eads. I'm joined by Oliver Aguilar. Hello, everybody. And Amber Aguilar. Hi, everyone. And we're here to discuss, uh, what is this, episode six of season three, Decoherence. Let me just flip through my 250. I had to get a second notebook. Uh, Actually, it was was a couple episodes ago, but I finally had to get a second notebook for my Westworld FM notes. Wow. Yeah, I also had to start a new notebook today. So many at this point. All right, I found it. Decoherence, that is the correct title. Uh, Mm -hmm. What does it mean? Amber takes through. Um, so a couple things, uh, it could be a wordplay on incoherence, which we were just talking about just before we started, um, which kind of could reference to William, um, in the previous episodes, he's kind of been, um, waffling, you know, basically incoherent a little bit. His mental state's been challenged. He's put in a facility. Um, the actual term comes from a quantum mechanics, uh, equation which is way far beyond what i can understand um but basically from what i've read online um it's basically a breakdown of a relationship between different quantum states of a system um if kept in isolation a system will maintain coherence but otherwise the system will break down over time so in this instance i think we're referring to the delori and how um they were of one mind, but now as they've broken apart, specifically in this episode, the hail, the Lorai, has really started to break down from yeah. her initial mission. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we heard a bit of that last episode even where uh, Bernard asked mm-hmm. Connell's like, has she ever asked you to do anything that makes you uncomfortable? Are you really sure you want to die on her sword, basically? Um, mm-hmm. And yes, it seems that, and I, th- I, th- I think they even, uh, I mean, this is a line I'm stealing from the show, but the many from the one, the one Dolores is becoming these many uh, unique individuals. It is the opposite of coherence. They are not Correct. sticking together. I like how you guys are using um, the, the, the concept of opposite of coherence, where Dolores is... Um, She's spread herself uh, between these four, three or four hosts, and she's uh, losing that coherence. Whereas in this episode, we saw William actually come together with all of his like mm-hmm. aspects, and um, he finally <laughs> kind of got that that coherence that uh, he was missing. And and you mentioned it, Amber, how he's been just uh, considered kind of crazy and insane, but yeah. coming together with these with these aspects of his life. Or phases of his life. Yeah. Uh, he was able to pull his shit together. And in, exa- in that exact theory, by isolating him, where he's doing the therapy, which we'll talk about later on, he's able to become more coherent, which is exactly what this theory talks about, is more coherence in isolation. Mm. So, I mean, very interesting. I, the, the William thing you could interpret also in that maybe he just goes completely crazy, because like... Him, him so, becoming yeah. coherent. It's he's like, I know what I have to do, and then you just cut back to him, and he's murdering himself. Like he's he just murdered a kid mm-hmm. of himself yeah. with like a yeah. fucking yeah, chair, a, a folding chair. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's thoughtful too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like yeah, yeah. he he goes several different ways. Um, before we get into this episode, do we think is is like William being a host or not a is that ambiguous? Is that a question that we don't know the answer to? 
Weren't we, like, pretty sure he was a host at the end of Season 2? What I'm unclear about with that whole idea is when that scene actually happened. Yes. Because you don't know the timeline. Because uh, if you can recall, in that scene, when he arrived down that elevator to see what what was left of um, the forge... Yeah. It was like uh, the water was all drained and everything was like, you know, breaking down and everything looked really weathered. Mm. Whereas at the beginning of this season, actually, I was about to say at the beginning of this season when May visited the forge, it was all still intact. Mm. But that, that was already life. proven to be, yeah, that wasn't real life. So that's kind of out the window. Mm-hmm. But the fact that what we saw at the end of season two, to me, it struck me as like, very far into the future. Yeah, yeah, me as well, just because of how like like it had been so deconstructed at that point where I felt like well, this I mean, has to be way in the future. We see them burning the facility in this episode, so like it could be as soon as who's to say they didn't just keep torching all the way down into That's the true. forge. It could be as soon as like it could be the end of the season would make a lot of sense. Yeah. But I mean yeah. uh, to your question, uh I feel like William my personal opinion is that William is uh, a human okay. right now. Okay. As close to his human as, that we're talking about. I mean, I still think we're going to experience some time loops here at the end where we're going to be unsure of things. But I think that I also agree. I think William is human, but I think I think he will. There will be a copy of him at some point. What, what do you what's your take on I wasn't really sure. I kind of, going into this, I thought I I was pretty sure that he was a host. I thought that was kind of the big thing at the end of season two, where you're like, oh, I guess guess William actually is a host after all. Um, And then there's a scene in here where I think they upload the host IP into William in a way that... Hmm. But we, we know you can sort of store data in blood, and we know keys are can be stored in... And... and there's a whole list of reasons why he probably isn't a host of like they're taking his blood and surely they would have seen it on the scan just like the EMTs did with Dolores and all that. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's, they, they, they make it look like they upload the host data to, and we'll get into it as we go scene by scene, but it, it looks like they send it to William, which is weird. I don't think so. I think the scene that you're thinking of um, where they identify the unknown protein, mm. I think that's the scene. So that, no, no, it, this, is, this is towards the end where Hale is, oh. got the host data, she backs it up, she kills that dude, and then she uploads it. It just says right. uploading, and then it says, right. like, we, we'll, we'll go through scene by scene, but it, it is yeah. constructed oh, in a way. I think I know what you mean. That it's yeah. like, locating recipient server, and it's William's picture. You're like, oh, what? Did she upload the data to, into William? And, like, mm. that's why they're tracking him? Because why the fuck are they even tracking him? Who cares? That's what I didn't understand either. Why are they tracking him? Oh, yeah, it's weird, but mm-hmm. I'll... Uh, we'll, that would kind of make sense. I'll go through it as we kind yeah, of get to it. I have some talking points on that, so once once we hit that scene, we can talk about it a little bit more, but as it starts, uh, mm-hmm. we're shown the, what is now like a classic uh, scene of Maeve walking through like wheat fields with her daughter. Yeah, we right? we, uh, uh, we recognize that weird lighting at this point of like, oh, is the Valley Beyond. It's immediately mm-hmm. iconic and it's weird, oversaturated and uh, yeah. it's very striking at this it's, point. Yeah, and then she she remembers herself walking with her daughter and that's uh, kind of her touchstone or her cornerstone as they call it. Um, but yeah, it turns out that she's 
in the valley beyond and um it's funny that you mentioned like the lighting and stuff to that uh and it, it it's clearly from a production standpoint it's clearly like a green screen where the actors are acting mm-hmm. and i just feel like i don't know if it's seems... uh, i don't know if it's clearly a green screen i know what you mean though like it looks fake in a way yeah and to me that yeah and it just feels like they've season 1 was completely in the the that desert area i believe it was like Utah or something. I don't even know actually. But uh, everything seemed like really real and they were really in that 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 environment. And whereas this scene um just feels like really removed from that. And I don't I don't know if it's green screen or I don't know if it's just the post production of it. Yeah. But it, to me uh, it's like ah oh, like it does. It reminds me of those conference calls when you put the screen in the back and the people are sort of moving oh. and you can kind of see like the inconsistency of the background. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of that. Like now that I'm talking about it, I imagine like flying Maeve, the actress Maeve and like the whole crew out just for a few minutes of, of scene would probably be yeah. a huge cost, but eh. well, they would have had that footage from the first season. But this is different footage. This is her talking to Ciroc. Yeah, I don't know enough about yeah. the production of movies I. to say how expensive is what even what in that scene is CG. How expensive? I have no idea. They maybe they just put them in a field and then they have like a weird effect they do on the sky or whatever. Uh, yeah, but it's supposed to look out of place. It's supposed to look very fake, mm-hmm. and uh, and the aspect ratio is all wrong. Like the aspect ratio has the bars on the top and the bottom, so immediately you're like, oh, mm-hmm. this is not mm-hmm. real life. Um, yeah, but it, it, it's, she, she sort of realizes that it's not real. Um, Ciroc just, uh, walks on the screen, like stage left kind of thing. And it's like, Hey, you know, this could all be yours and it can be real. Uh, the, the host minds are, are perfectly, uh, what did, what does he say? He says their human minds are flawed. They, they forget, uh, bits of information from their memories, but whereas hosts, their memories are perfect, and you can absolutely be living in this world if you want. If you want. And uh, what does he say? He says, you fought for this world, and you've died for it. And what Maeve wants is she wants what Dolores has. She wants help. Sarak's uh, yes. like, okay, but just don't fail me again. Mm-hmm. He sort of implies, uh, because remember, we just saw Maeve die. We saw Maeve get stabbed through the heart. Um, and he says, if you fail me again, your future won't be in such bucolic surroundings. Your basically, he will choose a different afterlife to leave Maven forever. He will leave Maven hell instead of this valley beyond, yeah. which is kind of presented as heaven uh, for the host. Yeah, it's weird because it seems like he's still trying to motivate her, but it appears Maeve already has the motivation. Mm-hmm. She just needs the means. Yeah. Yeah. And so he. At the beginning of that episode, she asked for help and dream um, team reunite. Yeah, and we see like uh, further in the episode that yeah, she gets the help that she wants, mm-hmm. uh, but for how long isn't totally uh, sure. Um, she then wakes up uh, back in war world, war world, the the simulation decides, thereof. Yeah. <laughs> And she decides to have a little bit of kung fu practice while her host body is being created in the real world. Yep. It's being reprinted. 
Oh, I got about, let's say, uh, exactly 27 minutes of screen time to kill here till my next scene. I will be fighting yeah. Nazis literally straight until then. I'll just check on my progress. Oh, yeah, 85%. I'm, I'm like ready. literally going to do that thing where I strike a kung fu pose and I like wave the guy to come and attack me and then I kung fu the shit out of him. Uh, more Matrix. Uh, so after the, the intro sequence. Not the, not, uh, interesting you bring up the Matrix, not the only uh, line straight yes. out of the Matrix in this episode. I've heard. Yeah, I read about that as well. I'm not familiar with the Matrix, so you guys have to stop me and kind of indulge me in, uh, at that part. I'll I'll let Matt do it, but I definitely need to rewatch these movies after this. Uh, the group session, group therapy session with William and uh, others from the institute. I forget what they they called this uh, institute. Inner Journeys, it's called. There you go. Which is super poignant because Bernard's whole speech about how in season one consciousness is not a pyramid. It is a journey inward, and it is it is just the inversion of Bernard's big speech about how the pyramid is actually a circle, and all this. Mm, yes, cool. right. I, remember I like that. that. Um, they're all talking, uh, and one guy mentions like, uh, you know, what whatever happened to me is, is kind of by God's design. And then William scoffs, and uh, he scoffs. Well, he scoffs at the idea of God. He says God would have given up on us long ago. Um, he says a lot of stuff here, but what I picked up was, we've bled the world dry, we're maggots eating a corpse. Mm. And that is the line from the Matrix. The whole, we're maggots eating a corpse, just here to speed up the entropic death of, I think in the Matrix it's the universe, I think it's the heat death of the universe or whatever. Um, oh, is, so this is that speech? I think the line here is, uh, I think I wrote it down right, it's, humanity is a bacteria in a thick layer of mud hurtle, hurtling into a void. He's like, the only reason we're here is to speed the entropic death of this planet and to serve the chaos. Something, something to that extent. But, uh, yeah. Matrix. That's, that's from the Matrix? Yes. Who says that? Agent oh, Smith says that. It's, that's right. It's the yes. smell. The smell, Mr. Anderson. It smells like garbage. I think that might actually be the scene, although I'm not totally. I'm wondering now if, uh, I don't remember that character's name, Xander or something. The guy who goes back into, wants to go back into the Matrix. I'm wondering if maybe mm -hmm. that's, that's his, maybe he says that when he's like eating that steak. He's like, ah, steak in the Matrix yeah. is dope. You know what steak in real life is? There is no steak in real life anymore. Put me back in. Yeah. That's legit. I wouldn't want to live in a world without steak. No, me neither. I would, I <laughs> have been saying this entire Again. time, I would go back into, I would like to just live my life in Westworld. It's okay that it's a game, whatever. Yeah. What does Agent Smith says? The, the Matrix smells like garbage or the real world smells like garbage? Oh, humans. The people, yeah, I don't remember what people. that scene is from. We're, we're horribly misquoting uh, Sure. the movie. <laughs> he just, he, Agent Smith just wants to Get Smith. Agent Smith just wants to get rid of these people that are trying to get their people out because he he doesn't want to be there anymore. He's tired of rounding up these humans, hmm. and he's just like, you know what? I don't like the smell. I do specifically uh, yeah. remember the smell line. It's what he's talking to Morpheus. It's that Morpheus like helicopter yeah. fucking bust him out of the skyscraper, and the Matrix yeah. is so dope. Got that big yep. chain gun. I never, I never got into the Matrix at all. Oh, I loved it. I watched it. A, I'll watch it again. Like, and yeah, especially if it goes into these types of ideas too. Um, yeah, Meg gets eating a corpse, and um, 
Yeah, it's it's to me that sort of struck me as weird. It never really occurred to me that William was a was a man of the planet. No, well, and like I, and business like, William is. We saw the facet of him that was, and or, or we do see it later in the uh the 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 Williams scene where he's like, I, mm-hmm. I did more for this planet than anybody else. I guess I, I, it just yeah. always strikes me that like of all those characters there, the man in black was the real William, and so like philanthropist William kind of strikes me as like, ah, you're just kind of full of shit. You just want to go to... Well, I I don't think this William in, in therapy is like preaching philanthropy. I think he's preaching nihilism. I think he's saying like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. We're just thin bacteria <laughs> on a ball of mud speeding through the void. Like, we're going to be dead soon. The whole planet's going to be dead. The whole universe will stop soon. Who cares? I think he's much more preaching uh, yeah. like okay. I say, nihilism I as opposed to yeah. yeah. Philanthropy. Yeah, okay, that's legit. Um, so the next scene, he has uh, it, it shows him scratching his hand, and he pulls off that little mitten of his, and it, it reveals uh, the blown off stumps of his of his hand. Are those uh, like what I found in? Are nubs yeah, sticking what I out of flesh? Interesting. Real? Was that there was like metal metal nubs sticking out? Yeah. And Maybe I don't know whether host whether that was. Either like a, a surgical like kind of thing that they've implanted, or whether that's I don't but know. But didn't he have those in the previous uh, yeah. episode? Or totally. Season? Yeah, we he, he had them the second yeah. his fingers got blown off. He had those little. I thought they were just yeah. bone. I thought they were like pieces of bone, but they're like perfectly cylindrical in a way. They look mm. weird. Yeah, maybe he is host um, William. So now he's on a in a one on one therapy session, and the ther uh, the therapist phone keeps buzzing while they're while he's trying to talk. I thought he was gonna um, freak out. I was freaking out. Yeah, I'm like, how right. does this therapist not turn her fucking phone? On? What the? Oh my god! It buzzed again. It bu- and it just keeps going. And like I was getting madder and madder. I was waiting for William to lose his fucking shit. Yeah, so was I. But he doesn't. Uh, does. She questions. Um, she questions William about his regrets about uh, making out of the park and not his daughter. Um, William is coming to terms with what he did. What he did to Emily. Uh, the therapist suggests AR therapy. Um, and then she finally gets up to to sort of. Well, she 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 suggests the AR therapy and she types it into his file or whatever, and it goes on to show William uh, talking about. Yeah, like coming to terms with with what happened, what he did, and mm-hmm. um, he admits like he, he like he seems very lucid. Where he's like, I I know exactly what I did. I was like, I was just confused. Mm-hmm. I played the game too long and couldn't couldn't separate reality from the game. Uh, and yeah. he like says it out loud. He's like, I killed my daughter. He's like, yeah. I I know what so I did. Like, I killed her. He believes it, and I think that's what he was struggling with before he went in. Right? He wasn't sure. He still wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. I uh, whether I'm he believed it was my his windows. Sorry, there's a motorcycle race going on. That's okay. Um, the other sort of important sort of side note from that was that the therapist mentions um, that they use the augmented reality therapy for veterans of PTSD. Mm-hmm. So immediately, my mind went to Caleb. Yeah, uh, definitely they. Um... They had flashes uh, in the last uh, Caleb scene where he had that those same sort of mm-hmm. goggles. Yeah, yes. yeah, we'll see that in the upcoming scene. So yeah, it's uh, it's it's fair to say that he he went through the same AR 
uh, therapy yep. that mm-hmm. uh, William will be going through. Editing. Probably where he got his, his uh, what do they call it, a drip? Is that what they call the mouth thing? Yeah. 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 And we had had a lot of questions uh, last week, too, about, like, do... Uh, everyone have Yeah, one? how many people in society have these things, and now it seems like maybe not very many. Uh, the ter- uh, he, so he's sort of uh, dialoguing here, and but he's sort of he gets snapped out of it when he hears a therapist start crying, mm-hmm. um, and it's revealed to us, the audience, that her, um, that her fate, uh, as um, as told by Rhea Boehm, is shown to her on her cell phone, and uh, she is to be disbarred, not disbarred, lose her license. Lose her, I was about to say teaching license, but that's wrong too. Uh, her doctor's license, and yep. she used to be left by her family. So mm-hmm. she's uh, pretty distraught, and she actually walks out of the room yep. like a terrible therapist. Yeah, because so there's she, another uh, note that says she cheats with her patients. Yeah, very likely. Uh, it's just like opioid addiction in 2.5 years, yeah. uh, multiple fraternizations with patients. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she just leaves. So from here, the techs extract blood from William and discover an unknown protein slash data breach in his well, blood. At first, they are like they're scanning him and they're like, oh, yeah, he should be a candidate. Which is it? Did they say that? Yes. They say something about how he is. He is someone they're looking for or like he, he qualifies or he's a candidate or he should work. And then they take his mm. blood and they put it in the machine. And that's where we see that. That uh, unknown protein yeah. or whatever, and we kind of learn that's the tracker that Hale boop, pricked him with. Beep. Yeah. Uh, but what are they looking for in his blood? Why? What? What? What qualifies him? What makes him a candidate? And I originally thought it was something to do with because they need the blood for approval for things. So I thought it was to do with Delos. But then by that point, mm-hmm. Hale already had the company, mm-hmm. or thought yeah. she had the company. But maybe it was like a backup. I don't know. Well, mm, yeah, I'd... I completely glossed over that line. So that's that's sort of interesting because uh, I mean, to the whole purpose of that facility, maybe uh, they've they've flagged them as like an what was the line? I was thinking that maybe they flagged them just as one of those outliers or agitators. So they it's, I, don't know, I, don't, I don't have it written down. To, I don't have it word for word, but it's something it's something to the effect of like he is a candidate or something. Hmm. Or like, Maybe he's a candidate to like be sent off to yeah. fight a war or whatever. Oh, maybe because yeah, you know how re- reprogramming or whatever. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes, sense. that makes sense. Yeah, and then so they take a bit of his blood and then they put it in that machine and it says, you know, unknown protein detected. And the tracer, we see the data breach and we put together, we the audience put together that that's Hale's uh, that the tracer mm-hmm. she pricked him with. Um, yeah. It also leaves a little bit, a little bit of wiggle room for the is William a host? Is he not a host? Where maybe the un, maybe because remember when Dolores was in that ambulance, the EMTs were like, "What? She has no hormones. Something's up with her." Uh, yeah. So you'd think that blood scan would immediately reveal like, "Oh, he's a host," uh, and maybe it did. Maybe it totally did. But whatever Hale had pricked him with uh, took care of that. And yeah. Mastered a bit. yeah, that yeah. makes sense too. Not just a tracker, but a a, a masker or something. Yeah. And so after this, uh, the techs install that drip uh, little apparatus into the top of his mouth, which uh, looked a little fucking painful and uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're uh, are you able uh, to do a little closer to your mic, Coach? Sorry, we're sort of losing you on. Are we? A little bit. It might be the quality of the internet and everything together. Sure. Um, uh, 
as uh, William is being led away, he witnesses the therapist hang herself. Mm-hmm. One of the books, uh, I, oh, I didn't write it down, but I looked it up. I, I was there? I am there. Uh, let me look it up. Uh, it is uh, a book of This was one of those... Sorry? Go ahead. Well, as you were looking it up, I was gonna say that this was kind of one of those weird scenes where, like, he clearly noticed it, but the, mm-hmm. the two orderlies didn't. So it just was filmed in a weird way. To, that kind of gave me the idea, that, like, eh, maybe this is something that he's imagining, but it was inc- inconsequential that way. So, well, it would make sense because, like, at that point, because there's also in the scene where they're putting the drip in, one of the other, um, the the lady who's running his blood is like, "We better get overtime because half the staff has disappeared." So now we're we're seeing the results of Dolores shooting all the information to everybody. There's all this chaos. People are hanging themselves. There's death. There's people ruining things, so we're seeing the effects of that, I guess. Um, One of the books, the titles you can make out is I Was There, which, uh, it's a, it's a, it's just maybe just a little Easter egg, but, um, I Was There is a novel all about a Nazi-occupied Italy, uh, and we see quite a few scenes of a Nazi-occupied Italy, uh, in the war world scenes. This was one of the books that was on the, in the, the therapist's office? Yes, one of the books that she stepped up on to hang herself as she... She didn't use oh, a chair. She oh, used a pile geez. of books that she stepped off of. That's yeah. That's kind of a neat touch. The the Easter eggs. What I found from like reading shit on the internet was mm-hmm. that a lot of these people try to equate fucking everything with everything. Yeah. But like, it's these little Easter eggs that I kind of find kind of interesting. That uh, hey, like if you if you look into it, it kind of just gives you that little huh idea. It's also, where, it's a real novel, which is important every piece of literature uh and and i need to have a like a key theory on this i need someone to correct me if i'm wrong every piece of literature we've seen reference in the show so far has been real alice in wonderland uh what is the book that william hit his thing in slaughterhouse five uh our world and the westworld world seems to be the fiction is the same it seems anyways because later in this episode Mm -hmm. we're going to see a piece of fiction that does not and has never existed Mm -hmm. in our world but that doesn't mean it doesn't exist in this world, I guess. But it's it's weird that here in season three is the only time that ever seems to happen. You know when we talked about that slaughterhouse book, and I was like, "That's weird. I've never heard of that before." Mm-hmm. Almost immediately after, I I had like three or four different instances where slaughterhouse was referenced to me by like it's Google. In a, in a weird, not even just Google, like people. No, you just yeah, oh, it's, okay. it's, mentioned it's it. And I'm like, our oh, Ray of Ohm, Google. Yeah, that's <laughs> fucked up. Um, okay, yeah, that, 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 yeah, like I was saying, these, these Easter eggs are really cool. Mm-hmm. And because, yeah, that, even that Slaughterhouse had sort of a little bit of a Easter egg feel to it. Yeah, totally. Uh, like Slaughterhouse in 5 the was, of that scene. was all about a kid named Billy who, like, goes traveling through time and, mm-hmm. and has all these weird <laughs> out of order memories and stuff. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Rehoboam circle show, is shown, uh, and it's heavy, heavy to one side. Uh, mm-hmm. The darkness is heavy to one side, uh, and it shows a divergence in San Francisco, in which it shows us next uh, a hail scene uh, where she's leading her son through kind of like, not necessarily riding San Francisco, but there's cars on fire, there's smashed windows. Lady yeah, jumps out of a San fire Francisco. escape. They're doing a maze graffiti on the wall. Yeah. Um, uh, and yes, like di- divergent things here, the maze graffiti on the wall. 
Uh, not the only time we've seen the maze this season. I did not realize, but uh, you remember when Dolores gets shot and passes out in the underpass? Uh, mm-hmm. In that scene, the maze is up on the wall. The maze is graffitied. A little, a little different incarnation than the one we see here, but the maze is up in that scene as well. Um, and the lady who jumps off the fire escape in this scene doesn't hit the ground. There is no sound. There's a weird, like, whoom, and if you look very carefully, she is missing. You can see Hale takes the step, and there's just a clean sidewalk behind her. Uh, so the oh, weird, weird divergent things are still mm. still happening. That that's what we were Bernard sort of thing. yeah mentioning with the glitches mm-hmm. that are are not necessarily like production inconsistencies, but just weird things, right? That's what yeah. we were talking about in a yep. previous episode. They're like the, I, the two rocket ships going up, and or two whatever it was two and then one, and the the towel. Yeah. Yeah, um, they're getting they're getting a lot more obvious. It seems whatever these divergent glitches are, like the lady jumping out of the fire escape is super obvious. Where she just doesn't hit the ground, it's like ah, and just is gone. And there's even a weird like vroom, sound effect to it. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned that because I didn't realize it this time. But when I was first watching it, I you Amber and I noticed something like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I totally forgot to to recheck it recheck that on this watch i also didn't notice it on this watch um but yeah we had mentioned it the first time around but i was too busy analyzing everything else as soon as i see the word divergence now like oh i I can't blink anymore (laughs) you blink and you miss it uh (laughs) hale leads her son um to her baby daddy's place uh he's watching tv and he's seeing like news coverage of like yeah real rioting like shit is going She's going down because of uh, what uh, Dolores has done. Mm-hmm. and um, Yet another person who has a piece of circle art in their home. Circle art. Yeah. I uh, have that ring, written down, too. The ring now, super thick on that circle art. That is a fat fucking circle. Where before they were just a little thin. They look like the Eclipse before. Yeah. Uh, Hale actually admits that she's scared, and her husband reassure- but her husband reassures her. Um, Hale sees that uh, his profile is on tablet. But he says that he never read it. It's not up. Uh, he says it's not up to a machine to decide. Uh, and it's at this point where Hale, like Dolores, acting through Hale's body, shows uh, true compassion uh, for her family. Yeah, yeah. We started to see her starting to really diverge from Dolores Prime, coming yeah. her own. The, the the kind of the very closing scene is she sees her son and sort of like locks eyes with him. And then the next scene cut to her walking like very determinedly into uh, mm-hmm. Delos or, yeah. or wherever she is. And um, again, to to the title of the episode, right? She she is v- very much so away from Dolores Prime, whereas Connells, who was kind of working side by side with Dolores Prime, sort of stayed on 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 point on mission kind of mm-hmm. thing. So it's yeah that decoherence, as we say. Yeah, and and maybe, again, that comes from, like, the difference in their experiences, too, whereas, like, Connell's was just sort of, like, a henchman, where as Hale is getting, like, sucked into this life and, like, seeing what kind of life she could just have versus Connell's, who is just, mm-hmm. you know, henchman typing stuff in. Yeah, and there <laughs> might be, be like, a little less committed. There might be something physically different about Hale, because, like, as far as we know, she's the only host who's been, like, cutting herself and, like, having all these weird dissociation uh, issues, and mm-hmm. there might, and, and especially with what we... Other... S- Sorry? Sorry? We haven't found the other Hale. 
the other Dolores. Either, right? Or the other Dolores, sorry. E- Have we? Well, so the, no. the fast and loose that they play with the control units and the timelines in this episode, I wonder if actually maybe we have and have just... Okay. So. Is, there, is there something... Just passed over it? Well, it's going to be of. one of those... Whoa. Remember when they were like, oh, we're missing five low-level control units or whatever, minor narratives or whatever they said? Uh, mm-hmm. And But we were thinking... like it. it, it, it so they're missing the control units. We know we thought they were maybe Hector in them, but we learned they're not in this episode because they go and they get the control units from the place. Like, what are the missing control units mm-hmm. at the end of this? We thought maybe yeah. some of the ones we thought they were, we saw were not like they use them. We we know what happens to Hector's in this one. It is not one of the missing ones. It was in Dallas the whole time. Mm-hmm. And like, mm. I don't know. It feels like they're playing fast and loose with the how many control units are actually missing and. Like, does that question even matter anymore? If you can overwrite them and just make new ones and copy them, does it? Yeah, I does guess it you matter? Could just make more of them. Yeah, yeah, like if you think that's the last of Hector that we are going to see in this episode, you're fucking crazy. Come on, you're crazy. I mean, back up. Back. I feel like there's there's some sort of rules there, right? She crushed it. Yeah, and but he they died. They they transmitted oh, I, I the like data. That's the end of Hector. They uh, we're sort of jumping ahead, but they transmitted the data. From because they're like, oh, we need to transmit the data offsite. They say as they're getting Hector out of storage, so they grabbed his control unit, yeah. transmitted the data to the new place where they made a new control unit. That original Hector control unit is probably still there unless it got torched, which it might have. But if that's one that Sirak needs, he's probably going to hang on to that control mm. unit. Yeah, I feel like he he would have to have copies. Like he had copies of Mave. So if Mave had gotten crushed, he would have had probably another copy, maybe. But then he did have them in those units. Where they were all stored, right? So yeah, but we know you can make a control unit. Like I, they have played so fast and loose with it, I honestly think it doesn't matter anymore. I don't know. Where like any answer, Maybe. they're all gonna feel unsatisfying at this point because, like we say, a host nobody's ever really gone. You seen Star Wars? Nobody's ever really gone. I see where, what you guys are saying, and I, I, I sort of see your perspective on it. But I, I and even like the Connell's like thing, some of this, where they're like, like, oh, they got Connell's permanent. Nothing's if they got Connell's pearl. Fucking nothing is permanent. You can't well, blow up that, these pearls. You can't. That, the pearl is a pearl, and apparently the pearl is fragile. Uh, Hale was able to crush it in her hand. Mm. But, like, those control units are very uh, durable. Like, mm-hmm. uh, it survived. Like, it Teddy stumps. survived a, a, a gunshot to the head. And uh, I guess Connell's d- survived uh, an explosion with just, like, a little bit of damage. A lot of bit of damage. Why can't you it's, have copies, the, though? In, in a world I where d- Dolores has made five Doloreses already. Why? Yeah, like, why do we still think them. these rules that have never really been confirmed as hard, fast rules? Anyways, yeah. we're just I applying they them. Been. I and I am just applying them. I just feel like there are these rules because, again, like blowing up the cradle was a significant point in the in the previous uh, season, but not and, really because Dolores and Bernard yeah, go on to die after that and then come back again anyways, and it doesn't matter. Like because host- they had the, that's because they had those the pearl units. The, the the cradle was where all the backups were, where they could reprint and re and duplicate. And again, uh, Dolores had said, like, when if as long as that thing exists, there's no permanence to this. We can always just make copies of it. Right, but when they go effect. to get Hector's control unit and they copy it at um, and Westworld that's, yeah, and, and that's, send it to Delos, then would they not have like a digital copy? Yeah, and that's kind of where my whole argument falls apart. Because yeah, like that they apparently transmitted from 
the Westworld Park to wherever the fuck Delos headquarters mm-hmm. is. Yeah, and so they so, have yeah. to have a copy. And so what was even in the cradle? Was it the host data? The, like, to make new hosts, right? The, yeah. This, this proper noun, the host data, that they refer to it as, was what was in the cradle. That host data's out there anyways. So Rock is going to destroy it's it and destroyed. Hale gets it. No, Hale uploads it to who I think is the man in black. But like, when the cradle was destroyed, I don't think that actually did anything. That host data still existed on a server somewhere because Sirach needs to destroy it so that Dolores can't like make that, more hosts. I feel like the cradle was that server. So I but still think that Hale that literally was what gets was the data it. out this episode. Her on the computer is her getting the capital H, capital D host data, whatever that actually means. Right, and Sirach wants I to destroy it, and that's why that's, Dolores is yes. like, "We can, we can still salvage this. I need you to get the host data out of uh, Delos, fucking ASAP." Yeah, because he said he was gonna burn it all, right? So he killed all the hosts on Westworld, and then he was gonna delete all the data. Are you sure they said host data? Are, yes. Are you sure they didn't say IP information? They, they use it interchangeably. Delos, Delos, the the headquarters, I would imagine, has like the intellectual property for making these hosts. All the information to for, and the and the backup and the research and uh, development to to create the, the the milk and the and then the, the 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 fucking apparatus stuff like the, the 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 I feel like this IP is like how to create hosts, not the host data from Westworld. They just like in thing. season one, unless they are just saying the host data and. Meaning different things without really communicating that, which they might be. That might be just a, a like smoke screen they're using. Uh, but they do in this episode many times call it the host data. Capital H, capital D, the host data. Yeah. I think because Sirach was just after the human data, not the host data, right? Yes, Sirach, yes, wants the model of yes, the human mind. He wants the human mind, That's not right. the host mind. So he doesn't care. He's going to just delete all that. And he wants, he doesn't he want the Lords to make more hosts. He doesn't want any more hosts yeah. to be made because they're going to rise up and fight him or whatever. Yeah, that's, that and, makes sense. And after, like, and, and after we saw, how many people have we seen die since the cradle's been destroyed as well? Like, Dream Team has died 50 times. Maeve has died 50 times. And I, I agree that as long as you have the pearl, maybe you can make copies and that's just the original backup, but uh, I still don't think these, like, it, it, it just doesn't feel like it matters from a show perspective, where it's Dragon Ball Z now. You can bring anybody back at any point for any reason, and if the rules stop you, well, we can, we're just going to change the rules in one sentence. That's where I'm fighting this, because I feel like you equating this to Dragon Ball Z really cheapens this show, and I don't want that to happen, and that's kind of where I'm fighting this, but Again, like I'm, I'm busy writing these scenes down, and you guys are listening to the dialogue a lot closer than I am. So maybe I'm wrong. But don't, don't you ever equate this to Dragon Ball Z? They, even though, nobody's okay. dead. Even the humans are still not. Sizemore still around. He's not even supposed to be a host. He's not though. He's, he's not even a host. He's in the the. He's the totally a host. Come on, head of security is a host, but head of narrative that's outrageous. He's totally he a host. Only, he, He's the surprise. He's, when, she's, when she's like, oh, I got a little surprise. The surprise was Sizemore's a host and is one of the ones being reprinted. No, no that, that was Dolores. Was, yeah. was it? Who's the fourth host yeah. then? Who's the fourth? There are four hosts being printed. Hector, Maeve. They didn't say who the hosts were. Who were the other two? They didn't. Hector and Maeve were the named ones. There the was five. Are, are questionable. People think PC is uh, 
Penny, uh, no, what, what's your, what's the... Um, uh, Clementine. No, Clementine, Clementine Penny Feather, yeah. Penny Feather, People think yeah. CP yeah, is Clementine Penny Feather, and there's one that's SH. Um, anyways, we're all out of order. Anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Move on. Let's keep going. Hale and Brampton um, have the votes to beat Ciroc. I think is yes, where we are. Yes, uh, he's, he's, she's uh, waylaid, she's off to work and she's waylaid by a board member. Uh, who is then killed by Ciroc's men. Broad fucking Broad daylight. daylight. Yeah. Scoops him up, puts him in the garbage can, done. Ciroc yeah. mm-hmm. uh, contacts Hale and tells him that she, he's on his way to Delos. Also, mm. that board member was prompting the privatization of the company, right? So there was still a chance that Ciroc wasn't going to get the company? They had him. Hale and Brompton together had them. They're like, we didn't do it by much, but we got him. We, we beat Ciroc. Yes. And, and by taking that board member. That's right. Yeah. As soon as they killed Brompton, then they didn't have the votes. Yeah. Uh, right. Okay. Ciroc says it's easy to hide one more body in the chaos that Dolores has created. And earlier yeah. when Men in Black was uh, preaching his purpose, he said his purpose was uh, that whole entropic death of the planet. His purpose is to aid the chaos. To He literally says his purpose is to aid the chaos. Goes on to say to yada 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 entrop- entropic death of the planet. Um. So whatever the fuck is uh, going on with Man in Black, we can—I mean, we could probably have assumed Dolores was at the heart of it from the very beginning. Hale is stressed out, and she contacts Dolores. Uh, Dolores asks her to continue on her mission. She's like, "Cool off, continue on her mission." Hale lashes out and says that her and Connell's are the only ones taking risks. Um. She then goes on to mention, like, why did we have to keep our our emotions? Um, and this I read was a very um pointed line. Where uh, did you guys write down what uh, Dolores's uh, response was to this? Um, I think it, I wrote down, "Would it matter if we survive?" She said, um, "Because she was yeah." We could change ourselves to survive, but would it matter if we did? Yes. Which is the last thing that Teddy says before he shoots himself, I believe. Yes. Uh, and I'm glad you brought up Teddy because when she switched Teddy, she sort of nullified his emotions. Mm-hmm. Right? He became kind of like a like a emotionless kind of Yeah, robot. Robot. Right? And it's uh, interesting that she kept the emotions on this one because um, maybe she learned from that situation because yeah now that you mentioned that because the next line she says remember you're still mine and i'm still yours well seems like something she would say to teddy yeah i'm not saying that there's 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 uh traces of teddy within these Doloreses. it's just um but she no, uploaded I, I teddy to like, the world but i don't think teddy's involved is. i think it just stuck with her because that's the last thing teddy said to her before he, yeah. he shot himself unless she scrubbed yeah. teddy's control unit and put a Dolores bot in I'm, Teddy's control unit. I need a sign for the show now that just says, who cares? If Because yeah. we can apply that to so much of the, let's go down all these paths and say that's true and the, oh, it was Teddy the whole time. The who whole fucking time. cares? Did that make the episode better? No. Who cares? It wouldn't, but I miss Teddy. I'm back, Teddy. He was too busy Teddy's filming Sonic. Back. He was too busy filming Sonic. Mm-hmm. There's no ways in this season. 
William is put under AR therapy and a boy walks into the room and they are transported to William's boyhood bedroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's interesting to note that it's decorated in a cowboy motif. Mm-hmm. Young William here is reading a book uh, entitled Seroan and the Lady of Sulon, uh, which mm-hmm. is a spin on uh, an Arthurian tale in our world. I don't actually know off the top of my head which one. Uh, probably Sir Roland. Um, but it's not a real book. It does not exist in planet Earth. And as far as I'm aware, it is the only fiction we've seen in the show that has not mm-hmm. existed. Um, yeah. I read about this too, and that's that's kind of interesting to note. I don't know whether that's like where's my who cares sign because really at this point, yeah, I was gonna say I, I don't really know the. Well, it's uh, it could be. He's writing this, his own story. This could be William's backstory. This could be William could very well be a host, and these fake memories that don't exist, where you know the head narrative just needed to ah uh, fuck I don't know uh, Arthurian tale. Here you go. Um. I don't know what I don't know what the context of it is, but it is mm-hmm. very striking because it would have been it would have been easy enough to use a real book, and they linger yeah. on the scene, and you can literally you can pause and read the entire page, um, mm-hmm. and I did, and it it's very it might allude to something very vaguely, but I didn't think any of it was really worth discussing. Um, I'm not um, really sure the importance of I it. Did, but... Sorry, I did note like William looks just like Caleb did in his flash scene by the mm-hmm. beach when he's stressing out. Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing, did anyone notice if there was a change of the screen for when um, William goes into VR? Like I was looking AR? for... There's not. For so, AR? Not. Well, while you're in AR, there is no, no uh, change, no resolution change. Okay. Which sets yeah, up a dangerous precedence for the show. Again, just reinforcing that they now have so many things to fall back on and be like, that wasn't, that didn't actually happen. Here's how it really happened. Well, that's augmented reality, right? Like, what mm-hmm. is what is what Maeve is experiencing is a simulation. Mm-hmm. So that's there's but, a clear divide there. But is like William couldn't tell it wasn't real, right? William thought he William was for real strapped to a chair. He thought he was standing up beating people with folding chairs and things. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you can't tell the difference, does it matter? For the purposes of production of the show, like, do do they flip flop like that? You think, or what? Do you think they flip flop to to the point of like trying to tell a different, trying to tell this story? Or I, in these I, last couple episodes, they have had that clear divide. I th- I I don't know. I'm just worried that they're trying to set up this grand twist that is going to fall super flat and stupid. Where like, uh, like. Caleb was the man in black the whole time, but ever because of the AR, no one could see it was William. It was, it was that, or like something dumb like that is what I'm worried about. Where this, like, and they're gonna take an entire episode and be like, that didn't actually happen. That was an AR. That was one character seeing an illusion for whatever reason. Here's what really happened, and they keep doubling down it's on still, it. Every episode I where still they're have like, faith in these guys, Sumuel, have faith in the, in the writers that they're not gonna do, pull like a shitty. Like that, that might be naive of me, but I I just yeah. feel like might, they they are. Maybe it's naive of me because like it almost feels like they're feeding, they're like like just placing these breadcrumbs on the trail in a way that's like, come on, you guys, I'm not gonna. I can see the witch's house from here. Like I'm not gonna follow this. Uh, but boy, every single episode they have said like either this is a simulation. What if what if real life is a simulation? How would you tell the difference? Uh, 
they have had hallucinations which were inexplicable and then the next episode revealed that oh actually there are cameras that can kind of broadcast this stuff uh, and now we learn that if you have these glasses on you just can't tell what is real and what is not so how long was William even in AR yeah mm-hmm. that was one of my questions you know, when we see him getting the glasses put on who's to say he's not already in the glasses yeah that too when they had that conversation mm-hmm. with Hale in the house, who's to say they weren't actually in the mental facility the entire time? Like it, where does it stop? Where does it stop? Yeah, beginning when William steps on, steps off the train. <laughs> <laughs> At the beginning, where William is hit on by Angela, and mm. she says, mm-hmm. "If it's not real, or if you can't tell, tell. it doesn't matter." That's yeah. right, and that is just to bring it all back. That is the. The Turing test, right? If a computer can convince you that it is not a computer, if you cannot tell the difference between a computer and real life, uh, is that not the definition of real life anyway? Hmm. And it is said by Boyford to William inside the game, inside the Westworld, that uh, your game ends where it begins. So just to loop that one completely yeah. around. I thought we were going to start yeah. doing it for a second there. I thought you were going to Years ago, I saw my mother kill a spider with a tea coat. <laughs> like one upping each other with these lost in translations. Oh, uh, shit. So the book is fake. It's very strange. They linger on it. It's obviously on purpose. Yes, right. Uh, I do not know what the significance of it. And like you say, maybe, maybe who cares? We know this isn't real. We learn that what William is seeing is obviously not real. Yeah, and again, like I, I. I'd love to indulge in these in these ideas, but yeah, we are like literally two mm-hmm. episodes left, and that is what 120 hours, if that. And so, yes, like it's 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 funny that you point out like where's my who cares sign because at this point, like these little breadcrumbs that they're they're that they're sort of feeding us like seem like they're inconsequential to me mm-hmm. right now. Not inco- inconsequential, but like. Let's just get on with it, kind of thing. Yeah. It's it it's and, it's really interesting that we even talk about this show like this because the whole the whole theme of season three, right, is is the universe deterministic or not? Like, do you have free will? Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole theme of the show, I guess, is does determinism exist? Uh, and even as we're talking about the writing of it, we in our own way are like mm-hmm. applying this meta level of determinism, where like, is this show destined to suck? Has this show is this show gonna suck the whole time? Uh, are we giving these people too much credit? And the snake is yeah. like eating its own tail in a way that, yeah. Mm-hmm. What is real life? <laughs> and, and, I mean, again, is, like I, I'm, lim- I'm limiting, I'm limiting my experience here to two more episodes, but I think they've been renewed for um, season four, and Ooh. I think the writers have 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 said that they that they have written this into five seasons. Like this whole arc is written into five seasons. Okay, so. As a to expect more, yeah, and uh, like I, th- that gives me a little bit more faith. Where if they have a mm-hmm. clear kind of maybe not an end date because they probably hope to be renewed or whatever, but uh, at least the loose, loose plans of like here's how this will all wrap up. Where at the end of season yeah. two of Westworld, it felt like we were just out of track. We just ran out of track, and the train still had a bunch of momentum. And they're like, oh shit, um, okay, we gotta quickly set up this new season. Uh, yeah. And maybe again, like we're giving them too much credit, yada yada yada. Maybe they're just talking out of their ass and be like, "Hey, I want we want to go five seasons. We have plans for five seasons, but we'll see." And 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 yet and yeah, maybe this uh, this um fictional book will 
uh, rear its head in 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 future seasons. But mm-hmm. again, like I'm looking towards the next the next two episodes to sort of wrap up all these threads, and I'm not giving them a chance to uh, sow seeds for future seasons. Yeah. Well, this this thread okay. is still is William a host? This is still very much mm-hmm. the is William human mm-hmm. is he a host thread? Mm-hmm. Where this book being non real totally puts a little bit of weight in the he's he's probably a host because you would just if that was a real memory it would probably be a real book. Yeah, and again, that like that that whole uh, uh, train of thought uh, is legit because yes, you like you've mentioned all the all these books that have existed in the world that you can absolutely look up and, and absolutely take out from the library and read. Mm-hmm. Even as recently and, and one, as the the therapist stepping off the stack, yeah. like those were real books. Yeah. Yeah, and those were those were like cleverly hidden kind of thing where you had to pause it and kind of look. Whereas this one was like clearly old William is looking over young William's shoulder, and mm-hmm. this kid is reading this book, and you don't even have to pause to to, to sort of um, suss out the title of this book. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, so yeah, uh, it's it's, bla- it's a blatant kind of placement. And the picture on the other page, because it's words on one page, picture on the other page is uh, a fair-haired lady in a dress, looks very much like Dolores. Long, I mean, you're kind of led to believe blonde hair. It's a, it's a monochrome drawing. Uh, but she's standing in front of what looks like a portal to another world. She's standing in front of uh, what very much literally looks like the gate to the valley beyond, as it was in season two. Mm-hmm. This kind of big tear in the world with a different one behind her. Um, so sums yeah, up, now, sums now up with these we, memories, big time. Yeah, now that we're sort of analyzing this a little closely, I'm just going to put my who cares put my uh, sign down because now I absolutely care. <laughs> Um, the father comes in and he's enraged Uh, the young boy William uh, sort of cowers in the corner and uh, old William screams to be uh, let out of this this thing he says get me out of here and um, it sort of leads us to believe at this time that an enraged father is coming to beat the shit out of William Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, and the texts Uh, say his implant's not working which is really interesting like, oh shit, his implant's not working. Yeah. We'll have to sedate him manually. Yes. Which again? Oh, did they did they try to use the uh, the tablet to kind of calm him down? I assume it's the drip. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would assume the drip. Yeah. Use? We don't see them yeah. do that part. They just say it, and then they try. They're like, we'll have to manually yeah. sedate him, and the, and that that guy puts his fingers in his mouth, and William bites the tips of his fingers off. Okay. His finger off. Yeah. I didn't I didn't catch that, but that's interesting. So uh, why wouldn't the why wouldn't the implant work? Is it because, so maybe it's because Insight is down. Maybe it's because, well, Insight's not down, it's just leaked, I guess. Is it, mm-hmm. it, it William well, might be a I host? Just... Or maybe Dolores' little, little thing in his blood is, uh, has something to do with it? I also put, like, is this actual reality? Because we already know he had the, the glasses on already. Yeah, that's a very fair point. So then it's like, has he even come out of this AR at this point? This, it could be a real life scene, but it might not be. Yeah, he might, might not have actually got a drip put in. He might not. That'd be kind of a mm, weird see. scene to show you in your AR therapy, it would I think. Be. But... but, you know, if he was doing therapy and he felt frightened, right? The I assume the therapy would kind of back off a bit to give him time to breathe. So maybe that was like, oh, we'll put you in sedation yeah, or whatever. And then, I don't know. But yeah, you're yeah, totally right, though. The scene is of him, like, uh, calm and sleeping. Yeah. So yeah. That's, that it could be. be, but... Yeah, you're totally, we learn we when ne- they start. We we never the never know. I, the reason when, why I don't think he's come out of reality is when, and we're skipping ahead, but when um the guy wakes him up from his sleep, and he the sees guy. the uh the guy the guy he's from Westworld, right? Yeah, he's one of the he's one of the, the hosts, hosts from, Westworld. from Westworld. Are you? Guys- so then we know he's 
Oh, Going sorry. The, okay, sorry. I thought you meant at the very end where they're like, do you know who this is? And they take the glasses off oh, of? Oh, no. Are you mean Bernard? No, no. Has everyone no, got a no, mind? No. What? what is happening? <laughs> when he gets waked up by the, the... guy from the, Westworld. The orderly that wakes him up. Yes, is that is uh, the, Corporal, or uh, I don't... Uh, Craddock? The Major. Yeah. Craddock? Craddock? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think that's Craddock, the name. something like that? Yeah. So that's Major why Nitro. I still think he's still in the Major dream. He's so that, still in the AR. That's after he gets sedated. And yeah. he, yes. he gets sedated, wakes up, so the thought that he goes into AR right then would make a lot of sense, too, where if, if there is no weird shit going on, because he has all his fingers in that scene also. That's kind of the dead giveaway, is he Ooh. has ten fingers. Um, oh, I didn't notice that. I always forget to check Darn that. Because, yeah, like, I noticed as he was beating the shit out of um, Jimmy Simpson, uh, William, mm-hmm. he has both fingers. <laughs> as he was beating the shit out of Jimmy Simpson, I had a minute finger? where... Because, you know, it's young William and old William, uh, forgetting that it was, uh, what is the, what is the old, Ed Harris and, uh, what's his name, Jimmy Simpson? Jimmy Simpson. Uh, and had a total moment where I'm like, how did they get, like, young Ed Harris fighting old Ed? This is crazy. This looks so real. Wow. Like, it must be, a st- and then, like, it was, like, thinking about it for a few minutes. I'm like, oh, no, I'm, never mind. I'm, wow. Never mind. I've been, I've been watching the show way too long. That's funny. Uh, jumps over to Hale, who receives Serac on that little uh, tarmac kind of landing area. Uh, he calls for a lockdown of the employees and demands that the assets de- demands for the assets that he has requested. Mm-hmm. The key in Dolores's brain. Uh, back in the simulation in War World, uh, <laughs> my notes here just say: Meanwhile, dot dot dot. Maybe is still fighting Nazis. Yeah. Maybe he's been fighting Nazis uh, this she, entire time. She leaves a pile of Nazis uh, <laughs> dead on the ground or knocked out on the ground as uh, Sizemore invites her to is, is, invites her in for a drink. Um, maybe is able to see the host printing lab through her like third eye and stuff and mm-hmm. is excited to be reunited with old friends plus a little surprise she says and it, sh- it shows a damage control unit. Mm-hmm. Was that and, damaged um, one? I thought the damaged one was that not Connell's? That like green one? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. And that was the surprise. Okay, sorry, I still have yeah, not reconciled that in my head. The surprise. That was the surprise that she was referring to, and this is that's how she's able to talk to Dol- Dolores in the in the basement there. Yeah. I don't know if this is of any importance, but Sizemore says um, that he programmed all the other hosts not to see him mm-hmm. while he's drinking. Yeah. I'm just curious if that's going to come into play somewhere later. Just one more way Somehow. that they're like, nothing's <laughs> true, everything's permitted, people can program hosts to just literally not see them. Size, the fucking simulation of the living being Sizemore is apparently reprogramming the simulations of hosts in this simulation that Maeve is actually controlling to not see him. The fuck is happening? Also, yeah. this, this whole thing might actually be in one of Rhea Boehm's simulations again. So, yeah. like, what is even going on? Too much. <laughs> Can't comprehend. Sirak um, wants uh, the four hosts printed and everything else to be destroyed. And this is where you guys mentioned that he, he uses the mm-hmm. words um, the host data. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I have kill all hosts in Westworld, burn all data. He, know, he knows that there is a host in their midst in, in the Delos building and he wants Hale to seek it out. 
He, well, even more than that, he knows it's a Dolores. He knows Dolores split herself. Yeah. And one of the Dolores is is here in Delos, which is the big... We does thought he Soraka, know that at this point? Yep. He does, because he says he knows about all the Dolores and that they're searching for another one on oh, okay. there. But then um, that was my question. I'm like, how did he know? Did he know from Connell's then? We get from that one conversation, we were all debating whether he knew it was Dolores or not. Or if he thought it was Connell's, then can we confirm that he must have known it was a Dolores? Well, once he got the Connell's unit into the simulation and oh, saw it was Dolores, right. he'd be like, oh shit, right. there is more than That's one Dolores right. in the world. Duh, right. They got the unit. Makes sense. Um, yeah, so... So it's in this conversation where he wants four hosts in particular, and th- this, I imagine, is the four hosts that he promised to uh, Maeve as her hell yeah. that she was for at the very beginning. And we see four Three. hosts printing. There are There is four clear progress things of, it's just like printing progress, and Maeve is the most yeah, printed. Three yeah, it might be extra hosts and Maeve? Yeah, it might yeah. be three plus Maeve. Yeah. yeah okay, that makes okay, sense. Okay, because I wrote three additional assets yeah. to copy over. So Maeve, Hector, so, and two then mysteries. Two Maeve, we people people think Clementine because one of the headings is like CP whatever. Uh, although yeah. the Maeve and Hector ones are HC, which doesn't like Maeve. Yeah. I, I don't remember Maeve's last name, but it's she's MM and Hector is like HE. Uh, yeah. So I I don't know, but the the one people don't know is SH, which I don't know what that would be. I went over every single character in this show that's ever appeared and couldn't yeah. really find an SH anywhere. Hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I'm not really too sure on that one. Hmm. And so maybe it's we see in in a um, in a, another scene here shortly that. Um, it clearly shows the Delos facility on the Mesa mm-hmm. in, in the Westworld Park, and it shows the Ciroc team that goes into the cold storage where all the presumably Westworld um, hosts are. Mm-hmm. And it's at this point where, yes, they find the Hector one, and they want to pull his control unit, and the wording there is that they, they transmit his data over? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, what's Ciroc's last name? Sirach uh, is the last name. His first oh. name is Ingerod. Ingerod, oh. yeah. Nimen. Yeah, I really don't. I mean, we never got a last name for Sylvester. Could be Sylvester <laughs> and Felix. Maybe her extra surprise was <laughs> Sylvester and Felix. I'm just saying, if head of security is a host, it makes total fucking sense that every other staff member in that park would be a host. That'd be Not cool. Felix. I, don't, I wonder what's going on with Felix world right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So Hale goes, um, yeah. So Sorok knows that there's a there, there's a host in their midst. Um, he suspects it's another Dolores clone, and he wants Hale to go seek it out. Um, she then goes to copy all of the Delos information, um, but is caught and uh, is, is gonna be ratted on. But she uh, she is able to kill the man before he goes to snitch. This is kind of a weird uh, scene where like it, is. it was. They just want to remind you that Dolores will do whatever it takes, or like, why is this, why does this dude show up? You could take him out of the show, and it's exactly the same. There's no tension. It's not like yeah. he's gonna he's gonna tell Sirach he's gonna get away. There's like, what purpose does this man showing up? Yeah, serve? were you meant to believe that it was Sirach and not the um 
guard at first because the way that they shoot it it's like from behind you don't you can't really see who it is and he kind of has a similar accent oh i didn't get I any know. of that i didn't get that at all i was like oh it's rock he's got her and then i was like oh wait no it's just the guard yeah maybe maybe that was it but i was like but it just kind of missed with me i don't it is kind of a weird situation or a weird scene where yeah like it's kind of inconsequential and like it burns yeah. up Totally. Two minutes of time or whatever, Word. but again, this dude like, shows up and is like, "What are you doing? Fuck that! I'm telling Sirak." She breaks his neck, just drags him off screen. That's it, done. Mm-hmm. Is this guy that we see? Um, do we see him again when later on during the car scene? After that is, the no, car that is not. Up? That is not the the henchman from the car. Okay. Although that is okay. another like okay. recognizable one. We've seen that guy okay. doing dirty deeds before. Doing stuff. Okay. Yeah. Well, then I don't um, see the importance of that scene. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 weird. Um, so he, she kills the man, hides the body. The copy is completed. Um, this next scene is where William is uh, w- woken up by <laughs> a confederale, um, like major yeah, metro. A, <laughs> yeah, it, it's sort of it's sort of just a silhouette of him. But I, for some reason, find this guy instantly recognizable because oh, yeah. I was like, "Hey, it's that guy." I knew him right away. Yeah, too. I immediately same and, same. Uh, I'm like, "Oh shit, that's a host!" But I didn't make the connection of like he was the major until he gets right <laughs> up in his face and there's a really good audio cue where he like raises his eyebrows and the music just goes <laughs> and then to the next scene. <laughs> you're like, "Whoa, did William? Did William realize?" Uh, he's uh, William is ex- escorted by Major Nitro to the group thirty the therapy session, uh, which is to his surprise populated by the different phases of his life, plus and Delos Senior, <laughs> yeah, the facilitator. Uh, this is probably my favorite part of this this episode because fucking I don't know why, but I really like Jimmy Simpson. Yeah, yeah, I like all the uh, like yeah, Ed Harris's like talking with each other too like i i really yeah it was kind of a fun scene where they're like it was almost like a behind the scenes where like all these williams are like having a candid discussion about the fucked up stuff they've done of like really i turned into that that's crazy yeah like like, a round table yeah just the 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 way they're just like having real talk uh i thought was pretty fun and then the kid says something really funny it was like ah these are all cool guys except for For you (laughs) no offense but you're kind of dumb or you're kind of old looking yeah, I, I really like this. Sirox uh, men go through the cold storage. Uh, so yeah, they chose the the Westworld Mesa, and it shows Sirox men entering the cold storage. Uh, again, everything's all like still like dark and barren and wet. Always um, wet. And they find Hector. Yeah. This is the scene uh, where they say, "Get the control unit upstairs. Yeah. We need to transmit the data." Yeah, okay. And I've written down, does this leave uh, room for, for Hector to return and die for a 975th time? Mm-hmm. And in War World, it shows uh, Vittoro, I think his name, uh, he appears and is, um, and Maeve is able to restore... Restore settings. Ha- yeah, restore his settings to Hector as we know him. Mm-hmm. Um, he snaps to, and even calls her Maeve, and they share a kiss, and Sizemore breaks size the tension more. there. Yeah. Uh, and then Maeve's like, come on, guys, I have something to show you, and they enter a secret passage hidden behind the wine cellar. Uh, Hale is, uh, 
Hale is back in her office and she's um she's typing away at her computer and mm. apparently she has located William who this is, is the being held that, in this facility. This is the scene that yeah. opens up with that statue, that yeah. burned kind of model, desiccated statue of a lady, mm-hmm. uh, which is very foreshadowing to. It looks exactly like Hale looks at the end of this episode, like exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's these these uh, Easter eggs that I really like. That uh, yeah, again, like you don't realize it. Uh, as it's happening, you, you sort of see that they're focusing on it, and mm. uh, it it must mean something at that point. But you kind of don't realize until mm-hmm. it actually happens. Mm-hmm. Um, this, so this is the scene where Hale's at her computer. Uh, a bunch of screens are just flashing past super fast. Um, but the mm-hmm. very first one says "uploading data package." She puts her phone on the mm-hmm. thing. It says "uploading data package." Yeah. We're very much led to believe that is the host data is the same phone that she put down uh, on the other thing to get the host data into it. The next screen just appears on the thing. It just whoosh. It says locating recipient server, which could mm-hmm. mean a lot of things. Yeah, I didn't could, catch that. Could mean, I, I, yeah, I've, I've paused it. Like I, I, I paused and took like four or five minutes to try to jot all these things down, trying <laughs> to make sense of this. It says locating recipient okay. server, and then it shows the men in black in Serrano, Mexico. So that could mean... Huh. That that doesn't necessarily mean that the data was uploaded to this, you know, recipient server. That could just be tech speak, I guess, for like, where's our tracker? Oh, locating the recipient server of our tracker or whatever. But the way it's presented, could it be where, Delo- could it be where Dolores put the key? Like when Hale pricked him, instead of it, it could be a tracker, but also the key that they're hiding in the in his blood. And so, because Dolores probably be- wouldn't want to store it on herself. If yeah, she got she caught, then they I don't think she it. has the key. They have know. to put it somewhere, so why wouldn't they just put it in William? It well, could be. Thought, and I hope, I hope you guys um, jotted down the phone conversation that she had. Uh, did you guys jot down the phone conversation that she was having? Because she was calling somebody. Right? Oh. And she's like, oh, okay, well, we've um, located him. Yeah. She calls, right? she calls Dolores. And she's like, we have a huge fucking problem. I found the person you're looking for. Also, they got Connell's pearl. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, I didn't realize the second part of that, that conversation, but what I was trying to go run with here was that maybe she was transmitting the information to Bernard and Stubbs because could they be. are looking for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and they're, they're, they're in the Mexico. Area, yeah. Could be. Maybe yeah. that um, she's uploaded the, that information to him. Could be. Right, and she... again, like, uh, yeah, you're looking for he, where he's in Mexico. But then that second part of that conversation kind of doesn't ma- matter to. But she them. created Bernard, so she could have just put it in him. Two separate thoughts, because she just went in there to find. We're not really sure. She she went in there to get the package out to find William for some reason. Uh, and while she's doing that, because she's just flipping through the Delos feeds, she sees Connell's pearl, and she's like, "Oh fuck! <laughs> By the way, they recovered Connell's pearl. We got a problem." Like it's just separate separate addendum that Hale realized. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. So, so that, 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 whatever that this host be. data could be with somebody in Mexico, maybe it's kind of implied that this data got sent to Mexico. Be it maybe it was uploaded Arnold. into a host sure. there. Be that Bernard or maybe William or who knows. But uh, Stubbs. Very strange. Could be Stubbs. Yeah. <laughs> They're all in Mexico. Very yeah. strange. Um. Actually, I think it's in the same same scene and same um sort of thought process where she sees like the host being printed and that's kind of where she's like oh shit yeah we have a problem yeah she's made they recovered 
Connells, but yes, they yeah. they're printing out extra. Yeah, they're printing out hosts for some reason, mm-hmm. which can't be towards her her own purposes. Uh, so yeah, she's uh, sort of alarmed by that. Maven Company uh, go down the stairs into one of those uh, basement-looking labs, which that we're all familiar with, where Dolores is always being interviewed and uh, Teresa's head's head is always getting smashed in. Uh, it's William is then accused. Uh, is, this is that, that that scene where William, the Williams, accuse each other of being violent and dark, <laughs> but they all sort of deny it. Um, uh, Delos being like the, the the sort of like um, I don't know the fucking therapist of this session insists that uh, what did I say? Oh, he he insists that uh, revisiting that moment with the boy William, um, and it's shown that uh, he was sort of the the, the kid William was violent uh, even at that age. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 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 dad comes in like all in a huff and asks what what happened at school and uh, it's revealed that this kid uh, was talking shit about um, William himself and his dad and William decided to break the kid's arm and knock the kid's teeth out. Yeah, Rio's so it goes back to that idea of like was William always dark as a kid, which he was, or was it like an external influence, which we learn it wasn't. Mm-hmm. If he these memories are real, if these if yeah. this is true, because William, he's yeah. like, I was never like that as a boy, and then we see this yeah. other scene, so who knows? Yeah, that's true. Uh, there's a lot of good, like, everything Delos says in this entire scene is a callback to season one and two. Um, mm-hmm. He talks to William directly like he's a host and has a back, he, he says things like uh, classic sympathetic backstory. Um, he says, um, you know, how he... Yellow Senior, apparently, or or I don't know if it's William's father. Someone used to tell William he was a sweet little angel. Um, and the line out of Delos is, uh, we told you that pathetic love story so many times, maybe you started to believe it, but is it real? Mm-hmm. And the whole thing about, uh, you know, is your life, did you make these choices, or are you just a passenger? That is Bernard. Remember, the grand realization Bernard has was, like, the hosts aren't in control. They're just passengers. They just see mm-hmm. these stories play out. Uh, and is very much... Just hitting on all those ton, 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 ton of callbacks. Literally every single thing that yeah. uh, James Ellis says here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he says, did life just happen or did you choose it? Uh, he asks that directly to the, what we presume is real William. And real William responds with, if you can't tell, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it and seems like. He gets up and he's like, I know what I gotta do. William <laughs> either gets himself together or completely loses it. And and like he says, if you can't tell the difference, does it really matter? Does it uh, matter? Yeah, where he, I don't think he cares if he's a host anymore. I don't think he, you know, he goes on to, well, he, I I don't want to actually spoil this because this was really fun to experience in the show where he's like, I know what I have to do, and then the scene closes, and then we leave William yeah. for a while. <laughs> but like, um. Knowing that and having the sort of questions that we're we're constantly back and forth on, and again, like it, we really can't believe anything that this show really tells us at face value. Mm-hmm. Like it shows us what what we presume was a turning point in 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 young in boy William's life, 
and but then we have Jimmy Smith or Jimmy Simpson <laughs> William says like, "Hey, I was never, I was never violent when I was young, right?" And then Man in Black says, "I did all this violence in the park so that he could be." And he good. gestures at philanthropist William so that he could be good on the outside. <laughs> yeah, I think he's business That's William on the subtitles, which made me laugh. Yeah. yeah. Is that what they called him? Yeah, young. It's like young William, Man in Black, Business William, Crazy William, or something is one of them. Or like one of the descriptors <laughs> on them is like Insane William or Crazy William or something like that. That's oh, funny. Geez. Yeah, so it's it's interesting to think like, or it's interesting to sort of discuss. Like, is this all real? Like, was that childhood memory a real memory? Does it matter though? Right. You ever do the you ever do the like the the thought experiment that the you that wakes up every morning is not the same you as as existed yesterday. You've been cloned and replaced in your sleep, but just given all your memories. Like I haven't heard of that, but I know about like the, the teleportation. Sure, kind of I, I mean we we all go to sleep every night. It's a it's a very relatable uh, thing, right? Where you you lose consciousness for a while, and then mm. you wake up with only the memories of your past self. You have no real way of proving. That the you that is there today is actually the you that was there yesterday. And even on a physical level, right, humans yeah. replace every cell in their body every X years or whatever. Like, we are physically and literally completely replaced every however long. Mm-hmm. It's just all these different, uh, it, it, there's, you should watch The Matrix, you know, you should probably just watch The Matrix. <laughs> should, yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe when all this is over, Amber and I will watch The Matrix. I'll always watch The Matrix. Uh, Mae wants uh, the key to the sublime, she asks from Dor- Dolores, and this is um, she she brings Dolores online, they have this conversation but Maeve, what Maeve wants is she wants the key to the sublime Dolores says to um, uh, Dolores says Maeve is on the wrong side of the war uh, we're not saints we're survivors she and says, it's just kind of a back and forth of like, yeah, I'm right. Says, uh, no, I'm right. I'm right. Very poignantly, uh, I'm not a saint, but I'm also not a villain. And goes on to say, like, well, neither are you, Maeve. People have died for you. How, how many times has Hector died for your cause? Uh, she even says mm-hmm. in this scene. Um, and that's kind of where we felt this whole thing has been going all season, right? Was Dolores, who very much was the villain in season two. There was kind of almost no ambiguity about it. She seemed mm-hmm. to be very kind of anti- uh, human life uh and and now is apparently turning into this very like pro freedoms for everybody whether that be host or human uh and very much is like turning to this anti-hero in a way um and the way that she compares herself to Maeve in this scene totally like she's she she hits the nail on the head Maeve has done all this exact same shit we're just in Maeve's camp because the show follows her in a different way mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was real, Absolutely. real recognizing real in this conversation in a way that kind of brought me around to Dolores' side a lot more. <laughs> it's kind of like that, uh, what they, what do they say about war? Like the winner is always the one who writes history kind of thing. Uh, it's, cha- like, it's changed, I think. Or, it's no longer a uh, system of proxy, PMCs, proxy, help me out, Oliver. <laughs> war never changes. ID tag weapons, <laughs> ID tag guns, ID tag soldiers. War never changes. Who's really right? Or never. But yes, history right. is very much written by the victim. Very. Yeah. Very much. So it's all perspective. Um, 
Is there there was a lot of dialogue or there was a bit of dialogue here. I don't mm-hmm. ever catch the dialogue, but I hope you guys do. There was one other one where right at the very beginning, um Maeve says straight out to Dolores, you've made yourself the gatekeeper of two species. So like now that Dolores has the key to like help her species, she's also trying to like she has the fate of the human world as well, or so it seems. Yeah. So interesting. And again, like I mentioned it last episode, like I'm sort of losing the thread on her motivation. motivation? I think because she split her person herself into so many people, it's kind of hard to keep track who's doing what for what, like whose motivation is what. I They're all different they, now. They got two episodes to wrap that up, Oge, and you're right, it's a huge question mark. Like, what is the Caleb? There's so much weirdness there that we better get some mm-hmm. fucking resolution. Pardon my French, but in these last two episodes, <laughs> it's getting all fired up now. Uh, but but yeah, who, yeah, what is she doing and why? Because, like, yeah, like, it was, it was clear from season two that she wanted, like, uh, hosts to reign supreme, and she even says, like, I will take the war to them into their world, mm-hmm. and uh, we're like the, 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 the superior species or superior race or whatever, however she says it. And it's, well, that's it's, a it's pretty pro humanist uh, way of putting it there, Oliver. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, is like her focus is always on the survival of her species, but it doesn't really make it clear whether she's pro humans living or dying. Like, she usually says, like, She's going to basically kill the humans. She doesn't really care for them. But then sometimes it's like, well, I'm not a villain. Well, yeah. I don't know. I think I very much think there is a chunk of Dolores' story at the beginning of this. This. I don't want to use the word story twice, but this season, I guess this arc that she's on currently that we will see in, in uh, either the next episode or the finale that will be that thing that like oh that's who Caleb is that's why she tricked Caleb into helping her that's why Mm -hmm. that's why basically it'll answer all the though that's why oh yeah okay great I hope so I really do hope so um but yeah as it stands it's 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 very unclear to me and 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 it just was like kind of a like uh like just a flip a total flip for her to be like I want robots to win, but you know what? I want the humans to sort of break out of their loops and kind of live their live their own free life kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, there's room for, like, character growth, right? She got out into the world and saw what the system was and, like, wow, humans mm-hmm. have... Humans are just a different form of hosts. You know, I'm here to free yeah, hosts like no matter what they... No matter what form they take, be they human or android. Mm-hmm. Or maybe yep. this will be, like, the greatest fucking heel reveal at the end where... <laughs> She'll take, she'll like cast down the other Doloreses that we've really come to love and she'll be like, I'm still a heartless bitch and blow up the world or something in the very end, which would be uh, Lord, dope. I <laughs> I'd be way into. Maybe. I mean, they want us uh, at the end of this, at the end of this episode, they've, they've definitely won us like a sympathy for Hale. Right. Totally. So, and, and, and Dolores in a huge way. I, uh, the, oh no, that doesn't. S-H? Maybe they spell Charlotte with an S, and S-H is Charlotte Hale. Charlotte. Mm, we clearly see her name come up as C-H, though, when she calls Yeah, Jacob. I think you're right. I think you're totally right. Uh, speaking of Hale, she's in her office. She's uh, done, like, the transmitting of data and stuff, so she straps up with a gun and this weird perfume bottle and Looks gives like a us... Bomb. 
Yeah. Uh, it's this weird cylindrical. You don't think so? This uh, weird. I saw a bomb. It's like, it's taller than her purse. It's probably 10 inches tall. This weird cylindrical thing with three red glowing lights arranged in a circle on the top. And like, clearly a thing that looks like it's meant to twist, like compartments to it. You're like, oh, wow, perfume yeah. in the future is fucking off like a wild. Twist off bomb. This is like the biggest. This is perfume for 10 years in this thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and she gives her husband a call, says like, hey. Coming at you! I'm coming at you hot. Be ready to go, pretty much. Don't answer the door. I'll be there in half an hour. Like, yeah. Hale is intending to go to to stop the host printing, but is interrupted and brought to in uh, a board meeting up in the the boardroom there. And Sirak outs Dolores. Uh, yeah, he out he outs Dolores, saying that the real Hale would not have bothered to check up on her son. Hmm. Uh, Which is uh, kind of a weird kind of like clue as to like. Well, he, he even like proves like, like and be like, "You've done such a good job." Like, no, she fucking has not. She didn't know her husband's <laughs> name. She knows she had a son. She's cutting herself. Um, before the actual outing happens, she takes her armband off. Very, very conspicuously, takes her armband off. And I don't know if this is just like a to get her to reach into the purse because there's a, a moment of tension where she has her hand in her purse and you think she's gonna pull the pistol. Uh, mm-hmm. She I have very. Two poignantly takes that fucking armband off in a way that yes mm. one an uncuffing like she's uncuffing her slavery to dolores now because she's committed to her family mm. and this is like where her character changed yeah. okay, and okay. another theory i have anytime a character takes off a piece that they've been wearing consistently aka um bernard when he lost his glasses I think there's a time change or a time shift that we're going to see later. Mm, so pay attention to the, Yeah, pay attention yeah, to the arm bangle. No yeah, because she had it through the entire series so far, and then all of a sudden, no cuff. Did she have it through the entire series? Because she does change outfits quite frequently. Almost every episode, she's in a different... She's wearing, like, a fucking, like... Pretty it looks like the true. Supreme Chancellor's cape that she's wearing, where she, like... Yeah. S- like that, that pantsuit with the, the sleeves that she doesn't need to actually use. Maybe. We'll just see. they made it so significant, just like yeah. they did with Bernard's glasses. So, but I'm I'm, I'm wondering like, now if it was a just to get the hand in the purse, just for that, like sure, because he he's she never like, takes anything. Oh, she's probably yeah. Hand hand is hand off. is in the purse, and then Sirox like it's you, Hale, and he's looking right at her hand, and then hand comes out, no gun, and he continues to be like, oh, it was Rayabom's predictions breaking her chains. Yeah, I like that a lot. The Lori chains taking the cuffs off. Yeah. Break these cuffs. Yeah, good symbolism. Um, if you pay attention to the lighting in this scene, and I've been doing it the entire season because uh, Sorak has done his hologram thing a lot, uh, mm-hmm. you can instantly tell when he's. If you know what to look for, you can instantly tell the second the scene begins that uh, he's not actually here. Um, I noticed that when Dolores was talking to him in the in the hangar, that the lighting yeah. was like off. Off. Yeah. yeah. His I didn't notice little, it in the scene, though. Yeah, totally. His because he's standing right next to Hale, and the lighting is like shockingly different in a way. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Hale, uh, she's kind of um, she's kind of being trussed up or whatever, and uh, one of the guys takes the purse, finds the yeah, gun and, and takes that that bottle out, and uh, it, it it's and he, he does one of these. The rock is kind of just like yeah. Puts it on the table, where it immediately and audibly starts going, <laughs> making this gas leak sound. And everyone's just cool. Everyone's like, 
hacking their fucking lungs out. Nobody knows this is a goddamn thing. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, Sorok is continuing to berate her, and uh, all through this, like, you can hear yeah, people, like, choking and coughing in the background, but nobody really seems to do Are anything about not- it. They just saw a Dolores clone as Connell's blow themselves up. That thing looks like a fucking bomb. How are they not like, that's a bomb! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Unreal. Um, So yeah, Hale is gassing everybody, and uh, she obviously takes the gun and and tries to shoot Serac, but Mm. it does the hologram thing, and he fades out. Um, And yeah, at this point, it's uh, Hale trying to escape Delos. And uh, there's a quick elevator fight, which I always really like elevator fights. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it from because of that Captain America one or what? Yeah, I like how she like uses her jacket because she's been wearing that stupid jacket the whole time. It's not a stupid. Well, it's, it's a nice cape. jacket, that yeah, jacket but it's just like Supreme Chancellor Hale. And then yeah, she like uses it to strangle that guy. Like yeah, yeah. big big yeah. fan of that move where you like tie a guy up with something so you can hold his head still to shoot him with your gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Hale continues to uh, to get to the host printing lab. Uh, back at the in, inside the simulation with Maeve and Dolores. Dolores tries to appeal to Maeve, but Maeve uh, doesn't believe her. Doesn't want to believe her. Um, and they say, "Well, I guess we have no choice but to fight." Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they like, it's like a, you know, it's a, it's a gentlewoman's agreement almost where they like, they're talking it through very logically uh, and like, well, I could say this, but you won't believe me. So on and so forth. It's like, well, I guess we have, we have no choice but to a uh, fight. Like, well, it would seem that way. Uh, <laughs> and I really like the, I don't know. I guess I just like this Dolores, the like, the way that this Dolores and this uh, Maeve, these two uh, extremely kind of powerful. I mean, they're kind of wizards almost. These two very powerful characters uh, on opposite sides, or are they? As they start to kind of talk this out, uh, maybe the maybe yeah, there's it's... room in the dream team. Maybe the dream team's heart is big enough <laughs> to include Dolores. Include one more. It, it's maybe. interesting because yeah, this is it's it's very much so a parlay uh, between the leaders of two factions. And um, and yeah, it's kind of like a again like a parlay, so that uh, maybe it doesn't have to end up in bloodshed. Maybe we can work this out. Please believe what I say, but, you but you're won't. not going to. So and yes, just... and then and then yeah, once once the negotiations negotiations break down, they're like, I guess we're just gonna have to fucking kill each other. Mm-hmm. Fight on! Yes, I'm pro fight on. And uh, it's it's like a cool tension filled conversation where yeah like yeah battle lines are drawn, talking is is now over like yes yeah, so these are two trains headed on headed into a collision course kind of thing now. And we see that immediately where she pulls up the camera feed and the other Dolores is in the lab, starting to pick mm-hmm. up these control units. Hmm. Uh, Maeve yeah through the camera feed sees uh Hale uh. Take out Hector's control unit. Mm-hmm. Has it in her hand. Uh, Has it out yeah. of the unit in her hand. Hector's still, still walking around in the sim. Yep. Yeah, I noticed that too. I was like, ah. Crushes it. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when, yeah, that's when Hector just keels over and dies. Very much like the Matrix. Yeah, the, so the, the timing mm-hmm. here 
especially with the way we see Dolores get removed. The timing here uh, is either just bad for dramatic reasons, is bad because you want to have that shot of, like, Hector and the orb and Hector and then they getting crushed and him falling or whatever. Uh, but the second that control unit was out of the thing, he should have just went, because we see Dolores That's what I gets her thing taken out, and the second it's out, she goes, and just falls over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, either yeah, that was I noticed this that is, like, and 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 much like you know maybe Man in Black is trapped in the AR thing. I think Maeve has been kind of trapped in these simulations over and over and over again as uh, Sirak tries to kind of get her to get the key. Weird. Uh, the Hector thing's weird. Weird in a way that I don't know if I believe it actually happened. Like you don't believe Hector is dead? No. So what? You, what is you? Don't. What is Dolores's goal here? She she wants to stop Maeve, right? And the way she wants to stop Maeve is by stopping her from getting allies. Doesn't want to raise this army to fight against Dolores. When mm-hmm. Hale is in that lab, why doesn't she stop Maeve by stopping Maeve? Why doesn't she take Maeve's control unit and go, mm-hmm. problem done. We're good. I think she she glances over to Maeve's unit next after Hector. I, or, that's I don't know Connell's why she unit. It. That green busted up oh, one I is Connell's. She, no, I know, but I think she ha- like sees the printing of the body. Because Maeve's body was printing at that time. It was like 80% and they they flash and show her face on the body on the terminal. Yeah. And I think Hale looks at it, but then that's when the, the guns go off. And then I, th- I think you're I right. Just I think you're totally right. She but just didn't have yeah. time. Yeah, Did she that's just not know how I perceived it too. Did she just not know which one I was mean, Hector? Because like Maeve is this super powered robotic Jedi that you that you would think is Dolores you need to stop at all fucking costs. Apple time to grab all four units. <laughs> And crush them. And even if time is an issue, like, they were just talking about how Connell's orb... Like, Hector is the bottom of the fucking list. You're either g- yeah. getting Connell's yeah. out because you just phoned Dolores and described it as, quote, a fucking problem, or you're crushing Maeve to get rid of the opposition. The killing Hector makes yeah. no sense. The timing where it comes out and he's still in the simulation makes no sense. Uh, Dream Team's still alive. Justice for the Dream Team. <laughs> I sort of perceived it as like, yeah, she she went to the first um, first uh, one printing press or whatever, and then just uh, decided to crush that one. And then she moved on to the next one. But then that's yes. when the shooting started. And as she decided to bug out, um, conveniently bug out at that point, um, she was able to grab that, 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 that yeah. broken one, which there was, was Connell's unit. Two bodies printing, right? Hector and Maeve's, I think. There are the four bodies printing. printing. There are four. Were they all printing? Yeah. I thought it was just the two actually printing. No, the one, one is like barely, okay. you see that one's like barely done or like it's still getting the bone. There's oh, one okay. like 20% or whatever. Um, but there are four uh, gotcha. printing on that thing. Um, so yeah, it could just Real? be weird narrative. It, it could yeah. be bad storytelling in service of good TV making, maybe, is kind yeah. of honestly what I think it might actually totally. be, but. I think so too. It doesn't do, it doesn't feel good. That's a bad way for Hector to go. Like, if that's the final right. Hector, that sucks. Nah, we'll see more of him. I hope so. They can make a simulation of him, also, I guess. Like, if Sizemore's not a host, you can just... We can always have the Dream Team come mm-hmm. back. They're just simulation form of themselves. <laughs> There's still hope. There's uh, two seasons, you guys. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> Felix World Hale and is... Sly World. <laughs> Hale is surrounded... Uh... She gets uh, surrounded in this hallway... Um, and she's, um, uh, she's, she's, uh, dropped her weapon. She's dropped her phone, mm-hmm. but she gets shot the, like five or six actually, times leading up to this. Oh yeah. She, yeah. She shot a bunch of times. One she, leg doesn't uh, work. Activates, 
Yeah. She's doing that weird limp. Um, <laughs> Just like previous Dolores. Limping along. But uh, she's saved by the riot bot, and she managed to escape. Mm-hmm. Um, they say that the guards are like, that Ciroc wants her alive. Why would Ciroc want her alive? To get information out of her? He thinks she has the key in her Is head. Is that what the guards say? Yeah, they stop shooting. So? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they, they shoot her up yeah, a bunch and have her surrounded. And they're like, stop shooting, Ciroc right. wants her alive. Because Ciroc thinks Dolores has the key in her head. You you would think he she would put it in all her copies, though? I guess maybe. It's probably not in any of the copies, but Ciroc thinks it is. <sighs> all right. I mean, as oh, far as he's concerned, it. like, he has a Dolores in hand. Yeah, and it, yeah maybe, that's what I was thinking. Maybe he doesn't think it is, but he's worried it might be. And if he destroys mm-hmm. the key... Mm-hmm. And then Rayo Bohm never gets finished. I sort of hated how she was like actress Hale decided and 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 direction team of this show decided like, hey Tessa Thompson, you should do this limp. I think it had to be look like Dolores though. That's how Dolores limped in the 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 beginning of the season. It for some reason the like you just think the limp looked unbelievable, Oliver. Like it looked fake. It did not unbelievable. I just thought it looked dumb. Yeah, That's I was exactly right. how Dolores lived. I was with there, and it stood out to me. But I'm like, I've never been shot five times. Maybe if you're like paralyzed, this is how a dead leg looks. I don't know. But also later, she's fine. She's not. She's not hauling that leg around for the rest of the episode. Just in that one scene, and then Robot Riotbot. Remember, we were talking earlier about how uh, it Just like responded like when she was uh first hailed. episode dolores yeah it was in trouble or maybe she's trouble, trying to like... pick up another caleb it's weird it's it's yeah weird. i don't know and also they just fucking shoot this ride bot with their little guns like this is obviously the same Delos security <laughs> that worked at the fucking Westworld outbreak because these idiots are just what do you like would you shoot a tank with your machine gun because that's all they're doing yeah, and even to that end, they have like the stormtrooper when when she they're like shooting, trying to shoot her down. Yeah, right, and she's limping along. I like the noise. Of this. <sighs> I really like the hums and like the like the low sound that the ride bot makes. I think it's very cool. William in uh, <laughs> I referred to him as William in white. Um, I have that too. Man show, in white shows that he's killed all of his all the other Williams. So remember, uh, with a we steel chair no less. <laughs> we we left him in like thinking he like got himself. He's like, I know, yeah. what I, I get it. I know what I have to do. Cut back to him yeah. where he has murdered four people, including a child with a steel chair. Um, and yeah, uh, Jim Delos is just uh, sitting in his chair, just enjoying the show. He's even like, hit him um, one for me. Yeah, give him one for me, William. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, he, he goes into a little bit of a dialogue where he finally understands his purpose, he says. I'm the good guy. Yeah. I'm the man in white now. Yeah, he, he calls oh, himself shit. the good guy. He is the man in white now. Yeah, he's wearing white. Oh, yeah. He's the man in white. He's huh. the good guy. What <laughs> Trans- is up transformed with William? Transformed like a what butterfly. What is up with William? Uh, then he is, uh, he hears these voices and he, he snap, he snaps out of this virtual reality or the, the augmented reality that he's, he's been put upon. And, uh, it uh, reveals that it's Stubbs and Bernard that have found him. Mm-hmm. They say, it looks like he's been here a while. Maybe the doctors forgot about him in all the chaos, uh, mm-hmm. which, which sets up maybe a little bit of timeline ambiguity where 
Mm-hmm. Uh, like, cause we, we saw the chaos happen, but the place was still running. Like they still, they're like half the staff are gone. This is fucked, but we better be making overtime. Anyways, you gotta get to your uh, AR treatments or whatever. Uh, so the mm-hmm. thought that like the place held itself together for a while and then fell into chaos and then they forgot about William in AR after that is really weird in a way that makes almost no sense. Where yes, maybe William's been in AR I'm- for a really long time. Time shifts telling you that cuff. Also, how did Bernard and Stubbs get to Mexico? We knew they were going there, but I don't know how they got there so fast. Did we? Or was it fast? Did yes, because in the, one of the previous episodes, uh, there's a scene where... Well, they were in L.A., right? Which is California, which is only a state above Mexico. Yeah, but there's a scene where Bernard gets a copy of the Williams location. I think it was in... Oh, you're right. You're totally right. When yeah, him and Connells like, are like looking at that big terminal. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, right. Connells gives it to him. Connells gives like, him the location. Time to choose a side. Do we think yeah. maybe Bernard? And maybe we haven't seen this happen, but maybe Bernard is like, you know, and I'm going to help Dol- Dolores. I we got to stop this system. We'll work together for now, and the, then we can have the our good battle guy. or whatever. He's got to pick the good guy. That's Bernard's so- another one where I'm kind of curious as to he's done next to nothing this whole season. But Which it tells just, me that he might be a key to the whole thing at the yeah. very in these next last two episodes. So Say, maybe he's done. He is, it he feels like he's done. It feels like he's done nothing significant, but he is also at the center of every driving event still. Like he's still right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we yeah. say, just almost like goofy, like bumbling buddy cops as they just like pop out of an elevator and there they are, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, Bernard and William, like what are their they fit into Dolores's plan? We think, anyways, somehow. Mm-hmm. But how? Why? What the fuck it's is clear. happening? It's not clear. They've got two more episodes to sort of justify their being around in a fucking good way. And I yeah. hope it is a good way because those two, like Bernard in particular, is like such a pivotal character in this whole series that uh, it'd just be dumb to have him do nothing this, this complete, this yeah. entire season. It's got to be important, but I wish they had put. Maybe a little more spotlight on his character. It so just feels far, like we haven't him uh, running around. <laughs> yeah, it feels like we haven't spent any like meaningful Still. time with him in quite a few episodes. Yeah. So I bet I bet we'll get a lot of Bernard here in kind of leading towards the finale. Yeah. Uh, where am I? Mave, the Mave host, uh, is 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 being finalized. Getting her eyebrows put on, getting her skin pigment put in. Uh, her body is completed. Oh. Uh, and she looks over and um, she waits for her allies to be created. It's Donkey Kong time. Excuse me? What? Battle's going down now. Maybe it's on like Donkey Kong. It's you Donkey mean? Kong time. <laughs> what the fuck? Hello, fellow gamers. It's Donkey Kong time. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> wow. Okay, they, oh, hang on. Before we Kong. start unpacking that, um, <laughs> I, uh, but, but right before we, when we're still with Bernard and Stubbs. Uh, well, before we even go on with this, Matt, if we have merch ideas, that is a prime candidate for a t-shirt. It's Donkey Kong time. <laughs> yeah, I'd put that on the shirt. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, man. Wow. Oh, I wish this show was more prolific than the other one, so more people would have yeah, heard that. This is like the, the best inside joke on the most inside show. <laughs> Uh, you just have to just naturally recreate that moment during D&D one day or something. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, Rememberables. Sure. They get booked from now to later. Bernard and Stubbs take the glasses off of William. Uh, and when they're saying the doctors forgot about him, they say, maybe the doctors forgot about him in all the chaos. We keep hearing about chaos in this episode, specifically around William, where he's defined himself as an agent of it, a part of the chaos. Uh, Ciroc is referring to the chaos that Dolores has made. Um, mm-hmm. It's almost becoming like a proper noun at this point, capital C chaos, but they do hit on it again. Yeah. Excuse me. I wish I had a sneeze button sometimes. <laughs> um, cuts to uh, Hale gathering up her family uh, to escape. Uh, they get into the vehicle, kids strapped in the back. They're just no the selling these bullet holes in her. Like, she has one yeah. very obviously in the shoulder. Uh, and we saw her get shot, like, between five and six times leading up to this. Blood all coming down one side. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and like, everyone is just no-selling in a really strange way. Everyone is just like, I mean, the, the I forget the husband's name, is concerned. He's like, what the fuck is going on? And she's like, we gotta get out of here, just trust me. And he's like, okay. Not like, you're shot a bunch! Yeah, you're, you're clearly... That doesn't seem... Out of the ordinary. Yeah, he's like, okay, like, cool. All this chaos is happening, yeah. and then my wife, or my ex-wife, or my estranged wife comes in, and she's limping, and she's bleeding. So what and the fuck is going on? buckling up my kid and driving, even though she's yeah. probably heavily losing blood. But I mean... <laughs> oh, they go with it. <laughs> Seems reasonable to me. We get a real, uh, a real like, Batman, uh, Dark Knight, Joker, blown up the car scene here, which I really liked. Is it yeah. totally out of nowhere? Um, that was out of nowhere, and it surprised me. Actually, surprised I like gasped. Yeah. It was I a good one. Too. Well, um, she's like, "I can keep you safe," and then they start driving away, and she starts and she starts to say it again. She's like, "I can keep." I'm like, "Don't know." Mm, ah! No, knowing is yeah, as soon as yeah, you can tell, you can feel it coming. Uh yeah, and then so a couple camera shots of the burning wreckage, and it lingers a little too long, and then obviously mm-hmm. the door pops out, it out crawls this. Burned husk of a woman. Terminator. She is uh, yeah, like Terminator. So she is like, like Dark Souls. She's become kindled. She is the the man on fire from the end of Metal Gear. Now she is like she's burning from within. She is not just on fire. There are flames emanating from yeah. her. Uh, yeah, and she's just like standing there. Yeah. What the fuck is happening? Is she gonna? Is she? Does she have superpowers? Can she shoot flames out of her hands or something now? Like. And what does that mean she for the hosts who are getting just, like, torched with a flamethrower? Like, are some of those... Could some of those hosts survive in the same way that she survived oh, this car explosion? Cool. Yeah, that's actually that actually brings up a good, good point, point, right? Because, yeah, like... Uh, presumably, this it was a really a big bomb that fucking incinerated her family. And if... Had she been an organic being, she would, probably would have been incinerated, too, but... She's not, yeah. Like you can see, just the glowing embers, like inside of her. Yeah, which, which I thought was a really cool image. Mm-hmm. Her turning into they, a um, weird fire golem at the end of this episode is like maybe the strangest thing to ever happen in Westworld. Like, yeah, that was completely out of nowhere. What the fuck? Unless she just like burns out in the next episode and dies or something. Like, unless it's leading to her death very soon. If she just exists as this. See Metal Gear, man, woman on fire from now this, like, <laughs> spirit of vengeance who's just made of flames inexplicably? So weird. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting, this, this, this way that they've 
the way they've gone with this because um, nothing in any of the promotional materials leading up sort of I don't want to spoil you on what they what they showed uh, in these coming episodes, Matt, or even just what they showed at the very beginning, which they 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 kind of revealed the that the man in black was still around. Uh, sorry, William, and like they they showed some reveals in mm-hmm. uh, in the trailers leading up to it, which I know you were kind of um, uh, you blacked out. But in none of that did, did they ever show like this. Yeah, this burnt out husk of anything. Remember which where is why this one caught me completely by surprise. You, you remember when Hale I'm was like, talking oh, yeah. about like uh, sorry to cut you off. You remember when Hale was talking about like um uh like she felt like she was crawling out of her skin or wanted wanted to tear out of her skin or something something about bursting out mm-hmm. of her skin. Uh, yeah, I wonder if she is going to literally do that. And just like go down to like drone host, go down to host frame or something, yeah. like tear off the remains of this burning flesh or whatever. Like uh, black mechanical, like uh, robot form. Yeah, and then the, but like yeah, that'd be cool. Does that set up a weird like third faction then of like host ass hosts and then human ass hosts and then humans or like <laughs> I don't know the what a swerve the 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 hail thing is so bonkers to me. Not in a million years would I have. I mean, surviving the car crash, totally. Sure. Just getting up, being burned. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but like the weird, the flames inside and, and the visuals and the way that she is like actively still crying, even though she is burning at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's really strange. Really, really yeah, strange. Yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. And like I said, this, this was like uh, a very big surprise to me. I'm really interested to know what... Um, what 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 it leads to because yeah. again like the whole mave and the mave dolores kind of face off was kind of telegraphed right uh and, and i mean they sort of revealed it like they're the uh, trains coming at each other right now mm-hmm. this yeah this one off hail or that sorry this bird husk hail is 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 definitely i mean Punched we talked hail. about yeah we talked about um I forget what sort of set the conversation off, but we talked about the Hales kind of turning on each other, or the 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 possibility of the Hales, the Dolores, or not Hales, Dolores. Uh, Dolores. Dolores. Yeah. yeah, yeah, turning on each other. And so I get we sort of expected something this, like this to happen, but again, like yeah, the imagery of what we saw there just kind of drives it home in in, in kind of like a, like a more impactful way than just like Hale. Being all burnt Wanting out. Wanting to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this hail, do you think this hail is going to turn on the other Dolores? Or no, it would be against Ciroc, right? Because Ciroc blew it, is the or, one that blew up her car. Or maybe she... So, like, this is a trope, but maybe she's like, I told you, Dolores, that he was going to do this. This is your fault. I'm against you now. Which would be super unsatisfying. But, I mean, she's, she's kind of yeah, like... Yeah, I kind of feel like she could go any way. She could go either way. Either She's kind of like the the definition of host insane. We sort of think, right? We don't really know what's up with her. She's cutting herself and doing all these weird things that we've never really seen in the show. So, hmm. yeah. And actually, you know what? In my head, the, all this whole time is like, yeah, like Hale, Dolores Hale, is wants to. I feel like Dolores Hale is going to have uh, a conflict with Dolores Prime, and actually, yeah, you're right. Like, 
that's not who her main target would be. It would be Ciroc. Or Bane. I, know, yeah, I totally, I totally, I totally might, overlooked that fact. Maybe it doesn't come to conflict, and maybe, like, maybe Hale, we can just call her Hale, I don't think we need to specify she's a Dolores anymore. Uh, yes, so. Maybe Hale, like, accepts, or, or maybe that was Hale accepted those, uh, I cannot remember their fucking names, husband and son, as her family, and mm-hmm. it's gonna be her trying to get, you know, justice for her family, and what is the best way to do that? Mm-hmm. Well, Dolores wants to take down Ciroc. I'd it could go a lot of ways. I could see, honestly, That's like, I, I could also see her just being a pile of ash, like, five minutes. We get, we get, like, a real, like, a farewell to Hale or something where she's remembering her family and all this. Uh, and, like, a little bit of a redemption arc for her, because we were just told that her character is completely redeemable, and, like, you would never take the time to check in on your son. So I wonder if maybe she's hanging around just to give her a bit of a better send-off than Hale mm-hmm. was true, true irredeemable garbage. Yeah, I think she's just going to be like an outlier. Like, she, I don't know what her. She always going to be her... on fire, though. Do you mean this like state of yeah? Maybe she is. Maybe she's like Dark Phoenix. Maybe she's in this this state of like constant agony. That could be that third faction, Matt. The outliers and the agitators, right? You got the hosts, you got the humans, and you got the outliers led agitators. by fucking Inferno Hail. Crispy, crispy agitators. Crispy agitators. Agi, isn't that isn't that fire from Final Fantasy or something? Boom, there you go. Uh, I don't know. What is that? That's persona. That's persona. Agilau. Any closing thoughts here on episode six? Decoherence. Yeah, I with I keep thinking back, thinking back to season one of Westworld where. Season one of Westworld was like a very, very good piece of like. It wasn't cinema, but it was TV. And that thing was like very cohesive, right? From from beginning to end, they told the story. It was a little bit of weirdness, but for the most part, you could follow the threads. And then again, like. After you know everything that's happened, you can go back and sort of watch it and everything has different meaning. Season two, again, was a little wishy-washy that way. Season three is a little bit more cohesive, but there are still things that don't really add up. And again, we might be giving them way too much more credit by saying like, oh, these these little inconsistencies are these divergences. No, those are... There is no universe in the world where that is accident. That is not a Starbucks cup left on the scene. There's no one accidentally yeah. CGs an extra rocket into a sea. Like the, the the divergent stuff is, we hit the nail on the head. That is supposed we are supposed to notice that. I really hope so. I really do hope so because yes, if these turn out to be just inconsistencies, you, don't, I will give you like, my guarantee. There is no. I I don't know what I can offer you in the world. I offer you can be a piece. You can be a piece. I guarantee you. I've talked with uh my good personal friend Lisa Joy and whoever the second one is that I never read. Uh, Jonathan Nolan. Jonathan Nolan. Nolan yeah. And they have assured me that uh, you can rest easy. You, those divergences okay. are not accidents. Okay. I, I again, I hope so. I really do hope so. <laughs> that would be so. Funny. Um, we forgot to put the. But yeah. we forgot to put the lady who committed suicide into the scene after she jumped. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> just added the sound. Yeah, just, sound guy did his part. Would would be. <laughs> Uh, we need a sound here, please. Uh, <laughs> fucking okay. Yep, there you go. 
Yeah. And I, again, like I give, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping beyond hope that these people know what they're doing and that these, these people will bring it all together at the end. I have faith. But fuck, am I ever going to be let down if, yes, like none of this comes to fruition? I have faith. I, so, I do too. Yeah. I have hope. I feel like, I do feel like this season has felt, felt rushed, kind of. But I have a lot of hope that it's just like the other seasons where I don't know what's going on and that this will all come together in the last two seasons and I'll just be... Uh, episodes? Yeah, the last two episodes and I'll just be ecstatic at the end. That is my hope. I mean, these glitches and stuff and these inconsistencies are, are definitely thematic with the, the whole like um, simulation, not a simulation virtual reality mm-hmm. kind of glitchy stuff. So yeah, it, it's very thematic with that. And so they're, definitely, they're definitely becoming more prolific. They're much more noticeable yeah. now. Like, things were... Yeah. It feels like reality is barely holding together in some cases. Mm-hmm. We're like, guys spray painting the maze and ladies jumping as that's happening and no one's reacting to any of this. And, uh, and yeah, like when, when once we do have all the information and we go back and we see these things, like yeah, then that... Then, that would be a great like uh, outcome to this, and it, again, it, it, it lends itself to. <sighs> I don't want to put them at genius level writing, because obviously they're not. They're, they're they're still human and like really, but um, just like those. It's 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 a very nice touch and very. It it definitely shows their capacity in like knowing where to drop these things and uh, knowing that like hey you guys have faith in us once you know everything and you watch this again like you will you will mind blown yeah you'll to, get you'll get you'll you'll get it to that point uh i i i think we have the i don't think we're gonna get we as a podcast are gonna get that like whoa wow big moment because i think we actually do have like a a good sense of the shape of the thing at least mm-hmm. um and and i also think that like they might just try to get away from that in a way where you know once the nobody knew it was a magic act in season one so nobody was looking for the trick mm-hmm. and yeah. then when it sees you're like whoa that's cool and then in season two everybody was looking for it but they still tried to do it again and that gets harder and harder and harder to to do mm-hmm. it all it gets like exponentially harder to do well because your audience is always looking for it um, yeah, and it would make a lot of sense to just get away. Like it's it's such a clean it's not a clean break, but it's such a break from seasons one and two that it might make a lot of sense as writers to get out of that. And I don't know how yeah. you do that in a way that doesn't feel super unsatisfying because everybody who's watching this show mm-hmm. from the first two seasons is totally still expecting this big twist, and there's these weird inconsistencies that we think are going to add up to something. Um, but and if this is all just a simulation at the end, like that would kind of be a way to do that. That would kind of be a way yeah. to be like Westworld yeah. is different now. You know, it was, I don't know. I, our gut reaction, yeah. I feel would be, we would hate it. We would fucking hate it. And then like a month down the line, two months down the line, by the time the next season starts, be like, no, that last season wasn't actually terrible. It just didn't fool us in the way that we hoped it would. Yeah, I'm, uh, I I hope it doesn't fall flat because I would love to watch this again and again 
and maybe a few times before the next season, mm. right? Because uh, I sort of let season two kind of rest. I only watched it once the first time, and then the second time was right before we did the uh, the series of podcasts. But uh, subsequent watches of that would probably have uh, I would have probably had a lot more insight to it than than what I did with just two watches kind of yeah. thing, and and especially two watches spaced out quite a bit. I also sort of feel like with the seasons that I've watched of other shows, sometimes when you have like a sort of slow season or a low season that you're kind of like, eh, sort of like didn't really, it was okay. Usually the next season tends to be sort of a banger. Mm. I find like with the shows that I watch. So I don't know, maybe it's more set up. By I would the upcoming season on the other well. side of that. I've watched a lot of shows where uh, the season's not very good. Oh man, this next season is fucking terrible. Oh, they're canceled. <laughs> well, and it got canceled. Or, yeah, or like Dexter. Look at Dexter. Is this really solid? Yeah. man. Beautiful. How many? It is seven seasons. I know the last two seasons are yeah. offensive, offensively bad. <laughs> Yeah, so, who knows? Know. we can, we can sit here all day. Like, uh, this is for Rayboom. Let Rayboom run the simulations where the show's yeah. good and it's bad and how, how our lives are changed. Yeah. We could sit here, him and Han, in this non-deterministic universe we live in. Or is it? Or is it? And if you can't tell the difference, does it actually matter? I make my own me. choices. That's right. Robot can't tell me what I do. You've already made them. You've got to understand why you made the choice. Oliver, watch The Matrix. Uh, thank you much for joining well, us. You should uh, take in the Matrix. You should take in Battlestar. That is free right now on Sci-Fi. And maybe, maybe we should start Battlestar. Give throw Matt a bone here. Finally, I feel like I've built yeah. it up so much at this point that they cannot possibly live up. Uh, but I mean, I, I like the ideas. And if you're telling me that it's the same ideas, I, I really like these ideas. And yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Amber, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. You at home, thank you so much for listening. Be sure to check out our D&D podcast called Rolling Reckless. Just search for that on iTunes or Spotify or uh, YouTube if you want to watch the video versions. Um, uh, and if you like uh, what you hear and want to support this madness, head on over to patreon.com slash talkingrecklesspodcast. Uh, and thank you very much for your support. We can do all these uh, video game and D&D and TV podcasts and all these things. Um, yeah, I think that's it. We'll see you here next uh, week. It'll be the seventh episode. Oliver, do you have a question? No, I'm waving goodbye. Oh, I think we did this once before, too. Because uh, <laughs> I thought you were uh, Akachaka saying hello or whatever. <laughs> um, also, I will be selling its Donkey Kong Time t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. Let's see if I can get I those up. I'll be uh, making them. Alright, I do. we do have a merch store, so uh, we, can, uh, we can put those up there. It's Donkey Kong Time t-shirts. <laughs> It's too bad one. we use the episode titles because man, we should call us. It's Donkey Kong time. Uh, thank you very much yeah. for listening. Check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash Talk Records Podcast. We will see you here next week. It'll be episode seven of Westworld FM. We'll see you then. Bye.